The excitement is building for the return of ACL Radio's Blues on the Green this year. Mark your calendar for two nights of music, food, and fun, Tuesday, June 11th and Wednesday, June 12th. We want to thank all of our sponsors, specifically Circuit of the Americas, for helping to keep ACL Radio's Blues on the Green free and open to the public in Zilker Park. Blues on the Green is an Austin tradition, and we look forward to seeing you again this summer. Okay, believe it or not, believe it or not, and if you don't believe it, you better ask somebody, but we're here, and I don't know how, through the miracle of, uh, just through the miracle of hard work and persistence, we are. Oh, what a night. We are here. What a night. Oh, what What a a night. What a night. I, I feel like. We were just on stage a few minutes ago, but uh, we're here. It's Thursday. It's mornings with Matt and Bob, powered by Chewy. And we got uh, Smokey in the house, but let me let me lay it out so you can play it out, tell you who's here. Well, I just did, but let me go into greater depth and detail. The man straight ahead, rocking the air, the air hoodie, so you know it's going to be a good day. He's got pride. There's a lot of color in that uh, that hoodie. All the colors of the rainbow. It's 90s. I might wear it to a party. Yeah. 90s oh, nice, 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 nice. He's the hardest working man in show business. He's a heavyweight champ. He's threatening to go back in the ring next year. We'll see. Stay tuned. Stay tuned because he's going to knock somebody out. He's going to knock you out today. Take your phone calls on the fly. He's our producer. What a show. What a performance he gave last night at the Cap City Comedy Club. Ladies and gentlemen, please. You would do me a great honor by honoring this man with your applause, Mr. Chewy Eldorado, right here. Thank you so much. All right. right. Thank you very much. And you listen up out there, ladies and gentlemen, animals, water people. If those are real. (laughs) Water people. We haven't found Atlantis. What the hell? Folks, I'm telling you right now, it's such an honor to be in front of this man. No. A man... Who can really pull off any type of apparel. He can be anything <laughs> you want him to be. He's universal. <laughs> In our hearts as well. Oh, man. He's been on stage. Well, yeah, just recently, like five minutes ago. He's been on the movies. In the movies. Yeah. They've made a star out of him, but he's still humble. Ladies and gentlemen, he's here every single morning for you. That's that buttery voice that keeps us <laughs> radio-esque. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, his name is Bob Fonseca. Yeah. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the man to my left. Yes. Did anybody check up on that guy? Smokey. No, that's the man on my right. He's I don't know what. Yet. Tell us something about yourself, yet. Smokey. So yeah, I don't can, know anything uh, about you. So I don't know how you. to. Uh, you don't get an introduction if man. you don't. I like soccer. Uh. Oh man. Oh man. <laughs> Bro, I'm so... You're the man. I carried several bags oh, out I'm last sorry. Hey, man. Dude, you left your... Everything. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. The man who saved me. And he can save you as well. Oh, wait. You're here. You do the announcement. No, go ahead. You're he... Here. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired. He was in sitcoms once, people. That was a big deal at the time. Everybody loves sitcoms. Yeah. And everybody loved, of course, Perfect Strangers that he was on. Thank you. <laughs> He's been on stage as recent as last night. Uh-huh. 
I can tell he misses it. I can tell I it's still inside of you him. You know what? He and he wants to couple, deny it. He strung a couple jokes together, and I go, that's... It was feeling good and sounding good. Yeah. I was happy to be a part of it. Ladies and gentlemen, his name, the beard to be feared. Oh, yeah. Matt Beardy! You just come up with beard to be feared. I like that. That's gonna stick. All right. It's gonna that's gonna stay in the intro. I we'll like that. Good to see you, dude. Oh man. man, I feel like we were just there. <laughs> I uh, uh, the the club last night, the comedy club, gave us each. Uh, um, I guess it's called a comfy. It's one of those uh, blankets that you wear. Yeah. yeah. And it's got Waterburger logos on it. It's really cool. And I made the mistake of falling asleep in that last night. Was it comfy, though? <laughs> it was comfy until I woke up in a pool of sweat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Isn't it a two-person, or they just give me that because I'm bigger? No, it, uh, that's no, on the box. I don't know why. That's just on the they, box. There's just one in there. There's oh, just okay. one. It's one. It's a hoodie. It's a blanket. It's a, you know. Right. And uh, I was like, what the hell? I'll just pass out last night and then woke up. I don't even know what time it was, 3 or 4 in the morning. It was like, <laughs> I was burning up. It's basically uh it's basically um a plastic bag that you throw over yourself. Heck yeah. It's all polyester. It's, like, it's cool. I love though. to sleep in a plastic bag. Yeah. Not my first time. Maybe I dropped a few pounds sleeping. Maybe that's the key. Should I jog in it? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I like it. It's a Waterburger poncho. It's always nice. The comedy club Thank always you. gives us a Christmas gift. For, Thank you uh, to Cap City and everybody that came out. It's so time. great. Thank you to my mama. I didn't get to say. Oh no, we didn't get to see your mama. I didn't get to say. Hello I didn't to get my a mama. chance to go out and. I, she I didn't even message me. Good job. I hope she made it home. Maybe I didn't do a good job. We'll we'll we'll, we'll check the police blotter or whatever. Um, I had fun last night. Oh, we. I think we everybody did. It was such a good time. But I stopped so well- and got a McRib on the way home. Oh, sure. hell yeah. Oh. Hey, oh, yeah, come man. on in, Chris. What's up, Chris? Yeah. We got Chris gifts? Little Hinky. Little Hinky. Oh, she brought me my... Man, she's such. She's so nice. She's such she a good She showed up here at 6.30 in the morning? I guess so. Dang, dude. Someone got a crush. I don't know. I didn't drink that much, so it wasn't hard getting up. Sawyer, on the other hand, I don't know. I don't think he can I think get he up died. tomorrow. I think he's probably dead in the club somewhere. <laughs> Stop, because his lifeless body is funny to me. It is. It is in one of those Western shirts. He's just dead in one of those Western shirts and uh, Crocs somewhere. Just face down. Yeah. No pants, though. That picture face no down is... A little, little puddle of vomit. I mean, hats off to him. He's still funny, even dead. <laughs> Congrats to him. I uh, I got home late. I stayed for a bit. I was cleaning up. Then I was waiting for you. I was like, oh, because I, I thought Chewy was still there. And I was like, oh, no, I just, I I just didn't out, see him. I went out to the bar after a while after I got out of my costume. By the way, dude. I went I hey, went out to... Hey, by the way. Oh, standing thank you. Over thank that, you. We, that got a, we, we mined funny, a lot dude. of material funny. off of that. But uh, no, I went out to the bar to talk to my son, Caden, and a bunch of his friends that he had brought to the show so that was it was good to have the young folk out there nice right and uh it was good man it was like i can't believe it just keeps getting better you know like every i don't ever worry anymore about i never did real well there was once upon a time i did worry about those nights and i thought there was a time about four years ago where i was like i'm never gonna do another one there was a time when you hear certain color. In the new era, in the new era of the show, they, these shows just get better and better. 
You really know how to throw an outfit together. Dude, it was... I, oh, enough about we, the outfit. We have to talk about it later, though, dude, because it was... It, you guys... It should be our profile picture on our... I was thinking about you both last night. Um, you finish? A couple of the... Just a couple of the zingers that you dropped, the bombs that you dropped last night, uh, Chewy, that just uh, got me laughing even on the way home. And then just to how hard into the show Bob leaned last night, it was... That, that was, was, that was a perfect treat. show. It was, it was well balanced. Was great guests. Uh, great. It's great having Sawyer. Great. Candace know. was fun. Candace was great. All the comedians. I think she's hilarious. It's she should fun. become a show friend. She I wish I could have seen her fool. whole set. I want to. Uh, I was. I had. I, I was cleaning up in the green room. Some and I stacked everything up. And I was like, Oh, I'll go out front because I'm sure Bob and Chewy are out there. I didn't see Bob. And then they were like, Yeah, finally you came out. And I chatted. And there was only you know six or seven people left. And I chatted with them for a bit. And then. Um, I walked over and talked with some staff, and uh, I was like, is stuff still going on upstairs? And I'm like, no, it's over. And I was like, oh, I'm, uh... I thought, oh, maybe he's in the kitchen with somebody. So I went back into the green room, and then I was like, oh, he must be sitting right outside the green room smoking with somebody. Chewy, I'm talking about. Well, because I saw the Jays there. I was like, there's no way he left without... It's Jays, right? Completely forgot. I started mingling. And And I I opened the door, and you weren't there, and I was like... There's no way. So I, I walked back through the club again or whatever, and they're like, "Is there? do you need anything? Did you lose anything? And I was like, I can't find Chewy. <laughs> uh, and they're like, he may have left. And I was like, no, I don't think so. His shoes are here. The smoking spot moved, so then... Well, then yeah, once I, I thought about it, I was like, I bet he's having a good time, and it would be very easy to not remember. Like, oh, I got some stuff. But I, I must have looked ridiculous because I had backpacks, all my bags... All those back, and I'm wandering through a now completely ghost towny domain. Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Yeah. And I was like, a security guard's gonna see me and be like, "Hey, oh you can't God. sleep here, bro. You can't sleep here tonight." I'll just tell you, the state troopers were going through the parking garage, keeping us safe. Were they? Yeah. Well, good for them. Uh, and I'm trying to think of the best, the funniest scenario where Bob could wear that outfit. Out after the show and be caught somewhere. Well, I can't. I can't because I like in true Elvis fashion. I um, returned the, it all. Took the cape off. I gave the. Um, I threw the um, scarf. The scarf out into the crowd to a young lady. That's I more saw, Steven I Tyler. Saw, I saw her wearing it after yeah, the show. Yeah, yeah. She was very. Stoked. I thought it was a very Elvis thing to do. You know, give a sweaty scarf. Oh, he did. He used to yeah. give a scarf yeah, 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 away. Yeah. I, I I I wiped my brow with it and what then a I nasty threw man. it. Yeah. Oh, sweaty. Elvis. No, I wasn't sweating, but I I gave it away, and I go, why did I do that? That cost me twenty eight dollars at the women's department of uh, Cavenders. Of, uh, Cavenders. <laughs> crazy. I, mean, I could have returned it. It still had the tag on it. I finally, I, like, I just tucked it in. Yeah, just went. I, I, I saw that she saw the tag on it when she was wearing it out front, and uh, but she was very. You made somebody's night. So. I know. Well, that's what I uh, I I got home at around uh, by the time I guess probably eleven o'clock when I got home, eleven eleven thirty something like that, and. Uh, Put some stuff together, go to bed. Finally lay down about midnight. And then about 1 a.m., my wife, just out of the blue, just woke up. She goes, I think I'm going to be sick. And I was like, what? She goes, "Uh, uh uh-oh. And then she got really ill. And uh, I was like, did you eat some of that? She goes, I don't know. She's like, I just woke up, and my stomach was hurting out of nowhere. And I was like, well, it may have been out of bed. Out of nowhere, it just seemed like out of nowhere because you were asleep. But after that happened, I've, I've got all that steroid coursing through my body. Yeah. Oh, you're going to have a great day. Today. I never went back to sleep, dude. Yeah. I just laid there staring at the ceiling. I read all of Twitter last night. 
All of it. I really think I read the whole internet. You're going to have a great day today. I'm telling you. You have no idea what you're... What, okay. What, like well, good. I, I need it. I need it. You're going to have a great day if it. you got a steroid shot yesterday. Oh, today. did you get your weight from the club? Oh, your I dumbbell? I, I think I forgot it. Oh, boy. Here we go. Oh, no. I'll get you a new one. Well, how many pounds was that one? Four. That was a four-pounder? Uh-huh. Damn. Have you priced weights lately? That's going to cost you like... Uh, go to Goodwill. Go 50, to Goodwill. There's 50, always... I'll get... We just had that. I found it in the house. They were so they, they told me I needed a three pound weight to do those exercises. I'm gonna get a studio kettlebell so during the break we can all do a little. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna it's drop. Time. I'm gonna drop and do a hundred right now. All right. On the you floor. don't I'm gonna do some floor exercise. I think that sounds. I think that sounds absolutely. You got forty in perfect. Here. You son of a fifty. Man. You son of a. Click, click. Let's do it, ladies and gentlemen. We've been hanging on to this one, waiting for it uh, to come around. But uh, you guys want to hear about. Uh, Top 10 Christmas movies? I just... No, we're going to fight, you know. Is, well, it's one of those where I don't respect anybody's... I don't either. ...opinion you, on it. And that's okay, I feel like. Everyone's going to have a different opinion. Uh, I picked this one in particular because it comes from Time Out, New York, which is sort of like a, oh, we can a little bit of an here. Austin Chronicle kind of feel, like yeah. it's uh, an alt-rag. Yeah. And I thought it'd be interesting to see what their take was going to be, because I have a feeling we won't see a lot of the standards on it. Some indie films? Maybe. Maybe. Uh, at number 10, and I think maybe this bodes well, I don't know, when you say you won't respect it, what do you mean by that you won't because respect it? Because everybody's just so like, oh, Die Hard's a Christmas movie, and every, like, just everybody have a good time. You it's, want. it's become a huge fight now. Okay. Everyone hates Hallmark movies. That's for different people. Well, you're not going to like this list, then, I don't think, because at number 10, yes. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Oh, that's with uh, Robert, Sam Jackson, Robert, Robert Downey, Downey Jr. as a shoot 'em up uh, crime comedy. I think I saw Val Kilmer. I don't know if I saw that one. Uh, they say. Uh, they say there are many complications, uh, as many complications as belly laughs. Michelle Monaghan puts in a breakout turn in a sexy Santa costume. So I think they're just, I think what's happened with a lot of these lists is they're looking for anything that could relate to Christmas, uh-huh. like a, a snowflake or something, right. and, and then, then calling call it, it a Christmas, Christmas movie. Yeah. Like Reindeer Games. That'll probably show up. That's just the title. Uh, we'll do a couple of these, and maybe we'll we'll, we'll switch charts. Now, this one looks kind of cool. 1982. Uh, a film about a, from, a, from British TV, and... Uh, the Snowman, animated film, nominated for an Oscar. Short film tells of a boy whose snowman magically becomes real, but not forever. Now, oh. that seems a lot like Frosty the Snowman, but I guess this one is a little more like serious in tone. They say there's a haunting song called Walking in the Air, and they say it's a true Christmas classic. It looked, The anim- animation in it looks fantastic. I could see the uh, right. some stills from it. Uh, it looks kind of cool and nostalgic. I will say this. I've never seen it, never heard of it. Have you? Got, no. You guys? No. The no, I, you know I'm a big fa- uh, fan of Jack Frost. I hope it makes the list. But I'm familiar, of course, with Falcon and the Snowman, but I don't think that counts. I don't think an espionage film. No. Uh, I wonder if TBS will play Christmas Story Part 2. Isn't there one? There was. I saw it last year. Like It came out. I, they won't because I think technically Netflix owns it. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me reload this page because it's gone blank. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know if they... And I saw it, and it was not good. It was a real real disappointment. No. <sighs> I'm sorry you were we disappointed. We could have guessed. Uh, here's the issue with it. Like, the claymations don't hit anymore. 
I don't know. This Christmas is all consumerism. Thank, thankfully. If Jingle All the Way isn't on there, or the problem with Christmas Story Two is that Christmas Story was an incredible movie that we all liked because it was about the wonder of Christmas through the eyes of a kid. Yeah, it was a coming of age movie. And Christmas Story Two couldn't get out of its own way. It kept trying to want want to catch you up with the characters you loved. Except the problem is they're all adults now. Gross. And who cares? Right. Make Christmas Story 2. Don't have any of the same characters. Just make another fantastic story about a Christmas. If you want to put it in a different time, that's fine. Put it in the 80s. That would be... I was going to say that would be the same as from the 80s to the 40s. Yeah, mm-hmm. it would be. Should have done it. Yeah. Uh, number 8 is... And I don't understand this call at all. I guess maybe there's some context of Christmas. Edward Scissorhands. Oh, this list... It is Christmas time. This is irritating me already. Tim Burton's suburban fantasy wouldn't be nearly as touching without Depp's sad-eyed hero at its center or its context of Christmas, a time of acceptance, charity, and Winona Ryder dancing around ice sculptures. Were the nerves in the scissors? Could he feel that? I don't think he could feel in there. I don't know. Why not just switch them up, make one a spoon or something? That's true. Like, at least Edward... A gripper. Uh, or like a Swiss Army knife. Yeah. yeah. Like Let a- him have everything in there. Edward Swiss hands. Of course, Swiss hands probably just have holes in them, right? Mm, I like the movie, but I saw it, but I don't remember it. I know that I remember him cutting up some shrubs or something. Some yeah, shrubs. I don't think I ever watched it all the way through. Yeah, it's, I'm not a Tim Burton fan. I know you're not. You are definitely not a Tim Burton. The only thing Tim Burton that you like is you love that Tim Burton Batman, don't you? No, I don't. But they acted like just because his hands were scissors, he's all of a sudden... Misunderstood? Well, no. Oh, I like Pee-wee's stuff. I like that. He did Pee-wee's Big Adventure, right? Uh, I believe so, yeah. Yeah, I like that. Number seven is from 1983. We just talked about it. A Christmas Story. And I don't know if they intended for this to be the forever Christmas hit that it is, but certainly it slapped, didn't it? It's a... and it's funny because they, they're they're mentioning the fact that um, do you know that the man who directed Christmas Story also directed another '80s essential, Porky's Joe Roth. That's is that, who two was? different ends of the spectrum. That man. is who's uh, insane. Porky's is. Did he direct Beethoven too? That I don't know, but I mean, directing Porky's, which was this, I mean, I guess he got the, I guess maybe he's into nostalgia because that was supposed to be set in what, the 50s? Yeah. Yeah. It was like a harder American graffiti. That film should be canceled, shouldn't it? Yeah, probably should be. Well. Don't they go to a, what am I, they go to a whorehouse in Mexico or something? That's. Or am I thinking of a different coming of age movie? That's the fun, lighthearted part. Uh, They say. Its magic is that it's constructed as a series of vignettes, and it plays like home movies that you would dust off, you know? It makes it infinitely rewatchable because you're watching these little chunks that end and a chunk that ends, and it all pieces together like chapters in a book, which is probably one of the reasons why it is actually infinitely rewatchable and is shown sometimes on on, a nonstop on, on Christmas. Number six is Home Alone. Yeah, 100%. The only problem is, as I have with this movie, is that I don't like it. Man, my the rest of my family loves it, and we watch it three or four times around Christmas, and it is brutal for me because I'm just like, I cannot stand this. Thing. I sort of, we're trying to find the the definition of what makes 
a movie, a Christmas movie, and I think there's got to be some Christmas music at some point mm-hmm. in the background or referenced. Right, 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 right. I mean, snow's cool, but it can just be December. Uh, I like Christmas in New York better. I mean, they're Home Alone in New York better. Home Alone That's a good too. Trump's in that one. Better song, Darlene Love, Alone Christmas. Written by Stevie Van Zandt, I think. Wait, Trump's in Home Alone two? I thought he was in Home Alone. Just for regular Home Alone. He's in Home Alone. He was, I thought he was in three. Was he? And we must no, have been he, in New York. He, he must have been in two. Yeah, he played the pigeon lady. Now you guys will. Oh, you know what? what? Let's do the top five. But okay. uh, first, let's flow to Next Evo. Oh, Next Evo Naturals. You know, we gave everyone samples of Next Evo yeah, last thank you night too. at the show. Thanks to Tanya, Tanya for, for coming out and bringing out. Brought out a heavy box of uh, samples. She brought out over three hundred and gave everybody in the showroom. Oh, this this city center. If you notice that traffic is more chilled today, it's Thank because you. nod to the, the, the next Evo. <laughs> we got so many people on Next Evo today that uh, anyway, you can get uh, Next Evo to CBD for whatever you want CBD for. I mean, I know what I use it for. Uh, Matt Matt uses it for sleep and 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 uh, workout recovery and 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 you can. There's even creams now that you can. Rub on I haven't tried sore, it yet. Is your good? sore muscles? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, got it. It's at the house. I haven't really gotten suck, into it yet. You know, and then you, you, what you do? You go to nextevo.com. You fill up your cart with all kinds of CBD goodness that actually gets into your system. Good idea, but but don't forget our code too, because right. if you get that that cart that's full, our code will get you twenty five percent off your entire cart, won't it? Yep, twenty five percent off. KLBJ is the uh, is the code, the discount code. That seems easy to remember. KLBJ. It's uh, nextevo.com. Remember when you go to check out in the discount box, KLBJ. Click, click. Boom. All right, now we got. Now we're gonna get some movies that I like, right? Well, we kind of are no, because at number five. Yep. It's a Yuletide raunch fest, and it subsists on a single joke, which is basically Santa cusses a lot. Bad Santa? Bad Santa is it. Billy Bob Thornton in the title role. Don't hate it. Don't remember Come it, on. but I don't hate it. He did Sling Blade. He's good. I know he's good. Uh, I still haven't seen Bad Santa. Never seen it. And you're saying it's good? Doesn't that have, yeah, uh, what's his name solid. in it? Of, um, who's the... Huh? No, never mind. I'm thinking of Office Party, Christmas huh. Office Party, or whatever that movie was. Maybe that'll show up. Uh, but yeah, Bad Santa. I love Bad Santa. You've mentioned it a lot, so I feel like I should see it at some point. But it's not really for the Bad kids, Santa is ever it? In my life, in here. Set generates some genuine Christmas warmth through his unlikely friendship with a bullied kid, unfortunately named Thurman Merman. It is. Uh, <laughs> Yuletide Ranch, Ranch Fest, they say Bad Santa. I didn't realize that Bad Santa came out 20 years ago this yeah, it's year. Old. In my mind, it's like five years old. Yeah. I think all these are five years old. Number four um, was one of the first talkies. Number four has grown on me. I hated it when it first came out. First time I saw it, I was like, oh, this is insufferable. It has grown on me, and I do see it now as kind of a big hit Will Ferrell's overgrown child persona. Oh, I love it. That's Elf. one that I have seen. I love seen. it. Elf is, when I when I first saw it, I was just like, this is too much. It's over the top. What the hell? And then you realize, oh, you're, it's because I'm trying to watch it like a movie. It's not a movie. It's it's really a cartoon. It's a live-action cartoon. Does that make sense? Okay. It's like, if you watch it as a live-action cartoon, then you're like, oh, okay, this is a blast, and this is really fun. I see it, it differently. I think the standout in that movie, and we're talking about Elf, right? Yeah. I think the standout is Jimmy Kahn. A little Jimmy Kahn? Jimmy Kahn. Looks so frustrated in that movie by Will Ferrell 
that I'm wondering. I'm wondering what was going through his mind, like the whole time. Like, oh, I, I don't he's think going, he enjoyed filming. He's it. going like, but his character is good. But he's Jimmy. It's like the whole time. It's like you know he's thinking. He was in. Godfather. I was in the Godfather. I was in Godfather. I was in the Godfather. I was in the Godfather. And now I'm playing this dude. But it, I I love his character in, uh, and I love that uh, that Zoe Dashnell. You know she went on to marry one of the mm. Property Brothers. Did you know that she's married to? A, I don't remember which one. As long as she's happy. The only problem is that uh, Zoe's much better as a, as a brunette than she is as a blonde. That I do agree with. Yeah. I'll even say that for Rachel McAdam. But And uh, uh, Mary Steenburgen is good. I mean, that movie is well-balanced, good cast. This One of the few Will Ferrell movies where I can actually take Will Ferrell, to tell you the truth. i got to be honest with you. Like I'm not fight a, him? I'm not a super fan. No, no that, I think there are some can, people that can't oh, stand you can ingest Will Ferrell. Him, right? Yeah, he's just too much for some people. But no, that's, I know some one. people love but that him, but. movie is a good concept to be too much in. The Other Guys is my favorite movie ever. I can watch that mm. all day, yeah, any day, every day. What is that one, The Other Guys? Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg are oh, yeah, a great pair. Great are they, is it the buddy, they, the buddy buddy cops? Or oh, something? yeah. Michael Keaton's in it. Ooh. Oh, snap. Is he the captain? Oh, yeah. Uh, at number three, a Christmas presents come with instructions. This Christmas movie came with very specific instructions. Make sure you follow the instructions or you could end up with a nightmare. Uh, Jumanji? Is it another Tim Burton? Is it Nightmare Before Christmas? Nightmare Before Christmas. No, there's a traumatized Phoebe Cates in it. She tells the saddest Christmas story ever. And then there's a bunch of other characters that never really went anywhere. she go swimming in this movie? She does not. Damn it. But uh, she knew not to expose the gift to bright light. Or Gremlins. to add water, or Man, to feed it after midnight. Gremlins is a good one. Yeah, it is sort is of a, a horror cr- movie when you watch it. I realized that well, the first time I watched it, I kept thinking of it as a kids movie because I saw it was a kid, and m- one of my kids was horrified by it. It's well, a they kill people. I know, but in my mind, I was like, oh, I don't remember this. I remembered it, you know. But yeah, it is that it, it, he gets it. He gets the that gizmo or whatever the he gets it for a Christmas present. Oh, okay, that's the premise. I don't remember the premise. I remember seeing it. And that's why there's a snowplow in it and a bunch of other stuff. It is a Christmas horror movie that starts off feeling like a child's film and ends up kind of horrific. It's a it's a real genre mush. Hmm. Number two is uh, the one that everyone loves to to strut out as it's a Christmas movie and debate about. Yeah, oh, here we go. Yeah. And. Um, they uh, they say that it's secretly a make of It's a Wonderful Life, which I don't see how that is. But uh, Die Hard from 1988. Uh, I haven't seen it since This write-up says it's up there with is a hot dog a sandwich and is cereal a soup? One of those goofy online debates people love to debate is Die Hard a Christmas movie. It takes place on Christmas Eve. Uh, Christmas in Hollis is on the soundtrack. That's from Run DMC. Yeah, that, that makes He's the qualifications. He's trying to get home, right, to his family, right? Yeah. Now, you can watch the movie year-round, and I think why maybe it's confusing, it didn't come out at Christmas. It came out as a summertime movie. Yeah. Summertime blockbuster, so maybe that's why, because most people didn't even watch it around. And, and I will say, as far as Christmas movies go, I think this one has a lot more C4 and guns than most Christmas do. Hmm. Rip, Rip Alan Rickman, who's incredible. And at number one, ladies and gentlemen. Better be something I know. I'm really getting mad at this list. It's going to upset some people, but I've never seen this movie. I've never seen this Christmas movie. 
beginning to end. I've seen chunks of it. I know everything about it because okay. it's been in the the American, what do you call it, lexicon. Mm-hmm. It's part of the American fabric. Movies from 1946. 34th Street? No. No, it's, it's about a guy. He's, he's a small town do-gooder. I've oh, never God. seen that either. I, I've only he, seen... He, he tries his hardest to, to, to make good after he, he wants to die. But the problem is, is that he just... It's the same movie for like two hours. He just keeps going to people and saying, Hey, don't you know me? Don't you know me? And everybody says, No, we don't know you. And he's like, Oh, my God. And he goes, The next person said, But it's me. Don Knotts is in this? Yes. And he was also on our stage last night as Mr. Furley. (laughs) (laughs) It's a wonderful life. Let's have a pact to never watch this movie. It's overrated. I've never seen it. Where is this list? Where is Fred Claus? Where is Four Christmases? Where is uh, Love Actually? Fred Fred Claus is good, dude. Now, hang on. It's got Luda in it. Don't burn all that because. Luda? Yeah, it's got Luda in there. He plays an elf DJ. I think we should put together our list of our tops. And we should make that some of our special content that runs during our vacation broadcasts. We're recording some live content for you guys that you will have never heard before. And um, I think that should be one of the yeah, plays. we can argue about that. That would be fun. About, and and our, some of our favorite Christmas movies, even Christmas movies. I watched one of my favorite the other night. Fred Claus has uh, 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 Paul Giamatti in it. Who's going to win the Academy Award I watched this, Cinderella this Man to- For another Christmas movie, The Holdovers? Yeah, holdovers is a, that's going to be in there, but it won't make lists this year. Giamatti's my guy. He's he's the bomb. Uh oh, sorry. He's the fat bomb. fingers, fat Uh-oh. fingers. He's the bomb, man. Oh. <sighs> Hang tight, folks. We are slow today, but yeah. you're lucky to have sorry. us. Getty Lee dishes the inside baseball on Kiss. I report oh. the news. That's what I do. Yeah. It's Bob Fonseca's rock and roll news. Oh, wah, wah, wah. Oh, yeah, it's rock and roll news time. I bet you thought I wasn't going to give you any rock and roll news today because I worked so hard last night, you know. Now I know what it feels like to be a rock star, kind of, if you were a rock star that plays a 300-seat club. I know exactly how you do. I know exactly how you feel now. It was very, very rock and roll last night. So much fun, but we'll get to all that, the recap later. This is rock and roll news. This is not comedy club news. You know what I'm saying? I'm Bob Fonseca. I'm Rock's last great reporter. I'm coming at you in true rock and roll fashion, slightly hungover. And uh, late night, late last night. And uh, I got your headlines here, all right? All right. All right? Hit us you with know it, what baby. I'm saying? Hit us with your best shot and fire away. Now, it's interesting. Some lesser rock and roll uh, news reporters around the country are taking things from... Rockstar's autobiographies and then reporting them as news stories. Like, they interviewed... Some journalism. Yeah, that's not... That's why they're not, you know, one of the greats. But uh, I'll bring you the story anyway. This is from Loudwire, one of my sources. Uh, Getty Lee has talked uh, in his book about touring with Kiss. Rush and Kiss toured together for a while. Oh, that's a nice little tip. And uh, he he dishes the, uh, it's not dirt, but he dishes the inside baseball on the after show antics. Now, I'm going to ask you guys this question. And when you hear the answer, it's pretty, it's pretty uh, obvious mm-hmm. that when you hear it. But Getty Lee reports on uh, why Kiss, and he said, by the way, yeah. after the shows, it was like a circus. 
backstage. I'd imagine. It was like a circus after the Rush should be. Kiss thing. He reveals why Kiss had to party in their makeup. Any guesses, Smokey, why Kiss would go to the after show party still in their makeup and heavy costumes? For the ladies. You know what? Smokey! Put the circle, circle gets the square. I didn't think you were going to get it because you're so high right now. I did not think that you were going to. That's right. How would the ladies on, backstage know that they were having drinks with a member of KISS if the KISS guys weren't in their makeup? Very smart, There Kiss. was no way for them to get the girls otherwise. And they did they do the, the naughty thing with the makeup on, Stu? I, that, that I don't know. I that know. I don't know. Well, it's kind of hard to be getting into the naughty thing and then go, excuse me a second, while I go unpowder my nose. Finally, a- <laughs> never mind. Finally what? Nothing. The Canadian. Come on, please. Uh-uh. uh-uh. Will you tell me off air? Will you write yeah, it down? Yeah. I wonder how many times they went to a um, an after show party without their makeup before they realized, hey, this ain't working. Nobody's coming back to the hotel can you imagine both of them waking up in the morning and taking? they wake up to no makeup to either one? <laughs> oh. Man. Anyway, the Canadians opened for Kiss while promoting their second album, Fly By Night, in 1975. And uh, anyway, that's, uh, that's an interesting story. And way to go. Way to pay attention, Smokey. You did good. You did that. You did good, my friend. All right, let me go back and see what else I've got here in the rock. I'm telling you, it's light these days because uh, nobody's touring right now. Uh, Let's see. I want to know about all of There's been a few Vegas residencies I've seen pop up. Well, Vegas has, you know, in the past, I feel like Vegas. That was for people that were washed up, right? With the arena shows. No, they had no interest because you got to look at Vegas is all about demographics, right? They know what demographics spend money in the casinos. And everything that they do in Vegas, from the food to the entertainment, is all designed around getting people back into the casino in a happy, fun mood. They pump oxygen and negative ions mm-hmm. into the air. Yeah. To, to make you like, you wonder why you're in a room with no windows and no sunlight, but you feel happy mm-hmm. well that's because they're pumping pure oxygen and negative ions into the into the air I need to get that in my house and and they tune this well they don't have money that comes out of the slot machines anymore it comes out on a card but in the old days they used to tune the trays that the the coins would fall in and the slot machines music it was it was a, ding, 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 yeah it was still makes the noise it makes the noise and that noise is noise. psychologically tuned to be pleasing to your ear and exciting. So, what I'm saying is in the day, doing a young rock concert in a casino didn't make sense because the audience it would draw would probably not spend money in the casino after the show. Now, rock audiences are 50 years old, 60 years old, in some cases 70 70 year old and beyond. That's prime. Casinoing That's prime folk. casinoing demographic and so you're seeing you're seeing las vegas embrace rock and roll like it never has Well, they before. got me because i mean they they must know my age group has money that they shouldn't be spending right. because the wu-tang clan's gonna have a residency at vegas and i'm super excited i'm going i have to go well i'm going I to the, was at the i'm sphere. going to the sphere in I, my problem with Wu-Tang I, clan is I constantly f- forget who i'm listening to when i'm listening to them oh okay 
Who's that? The Wu Tang Clan. They, 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 yeah, never, I don't know. they never remind me during the song. <laughs> it's kind of like DJ Khaled, never remind you? Yeah. Uh-huh. He's in the song. Is that I pronounce his name right? All right, let me see what else I got. Um, uh, U2 is releasing a, a coffee table book. What is a coffee table book, Bob? Well, I'll tell you. I've got several at home on my coffee table, as it were. Hmm. Uh, they're big format books. They're not little paperbacks. They're big books that you can sit down and open up and look at pretty pictures and stuff I like, like that. that. Pretty pictures. I've got several like photography and rock and roll uh, books that I rotate on my, my coffee table. I have some Where's Waldo's. Uh, U2 is releasing a new coffee table book. U2 UV Sphere is described as the definitive, definitive visual record of what happens in Vegas when U2 are playing the Sphere. Uh, it's available for pre-order now and will ship in January. No, I don't want to see that now. Until I want to be surprised. I don't want to. I don't want to see a book about what I'm going to see in February. No, no. Okay. But I'll buy it in March, maybe. There what you do go. you want? Him spread? I don't know. I don't know what I want. Uh, Stones are releasing. I teased this yesterday. The Rolling Stones. You heard of those guys? The Mick, Uglies? Never, the Rolling Uglies? Mick, Keith, Daryl. Who's Daryl, Smokey? He's not really... They never made him an official Rolling Stone, but he's been playing bass with them for like 30 years. His name's Daryl. I mean, it's not exciting. No, but I wonder if they pay him the same amount as Ron Wood and Keith Richards. Mick, Keith. Solid Darryl. bass player, though. You know who uh, once auditioned? We know somebody who once auditioned to be uh, Bill Wyman's uh, replacement in the Rolling Stones. Oh. You know who? You want to oh, take a guess? No, tell me. Matt would know. Uh, what what position? Bass. He, 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 halfback? Tommy Shannon of Double Trouble oh. once auditioned to be the... Uh, to be the bass player for the Rolling Stones, but they ended up with Daryl Jones. I think, sure, I think oh my God, poor! I, I, you know what? A few months ago, I, uh, thanks to the good graces of Randy Cohen, I got to meet John Oates and see a very private, thank you, kind of hundred-person concert, and it was very good. But I gotta wonder what's going on with John Oates now because. I don't know. You know, he's got that feud going with Daryl uh, Hall. Another right? Daryl. The other great Daryl in rock and roll. There's two great Daryls. The Daryl from the Rolling Stones and Daryl Hall. But they're still feuding. But apparently... Oh, John Oates, you don't have to do this, man. Just do it. John Oates was revealed as the anteater on The Masked Singer. No! <laughs> Come on, man! The Masked Singer is for C-list celebrities. You're a B-list celebrity. At, at, at minimum, you're a B-list celebrity. You shouldn't be on The Masked Singer. But, you know, a payday is a payday, right, Matt? I suppose so. Right? Uh, let's see, what else? Anything else? Wolfgang Van Halen is in the news. Uh... It was 40 years ago that early that Jimmy Page and Robert Plant had a reunion. I don't remember that at all. Mm-hmm. Don't remember that at all. Page and Plant. That golly, time Jeez, goes by yeah, fast. Uh, let's see. Uh, I should make a song about that. Yeah, I got. I'm telling you, man, the rock and rollers are home. They're resting up for their tours next year. Give me one more. Dave Grohl cooks food for Australia's hungry. Oh man. Yeah, Dave Grohl. Is there anything he can't do? Are there no festivals going on? What's he doing? <laughs> we'll see him at he's the next his, ACL. He's on his Christmas break. 
He took some time off last week to volunteer his culinary skills for Melbourne's homeless population. The Foo Fighters' front man spent a whopping 18 hours cooking an American-style Woo! barbecue, which you would have liked this, Chewie. He, uh, it included uh, smoked pork ribs, pork butt, mm. beef brisket, mm. according to the Big Umbrella Foundation, a local organization that sponsored the event. He then spent another two hours serving the meals, personally dishing up about 430 plates of food, the foundation reports. Doesn't say if he played a show afterwards or anything, if he maybe pulled out a guitar and played a couple numbers. But uh, anyway, that's a cool thing. That's a cool thing to do. That's hard work, man. I learned this weekend. Thank you for I, I cook for 50 people. You got a smoker? Uh, huh? You got a smoker? I smoke, yeah. You know I smoke. No, like meat. Like oh, 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 oh. I had one. It's a pain in the butt, man. It's it's a pain in the pork butt, smoking meat. I, I don't have the time. Come on. I don't have the time. It's time for Rock and Roll News Jr. <laughs> I'm going to try to find one. I'm telling you, man. It's all Taylor Swift, Billboard's number one artist of the year. Her best year ever. It's all about her. Here's an article here, kids, that says that... uh, Now, I never thought about this. Is Olivia Rodrigo really a punk punk rocker? No, I don't see Olivia Rodrigo being a punk rocker. They said thanks to the album Guts, she's kind of fallen into that category of punk rock. Mm -hmm. Punk. Or death metal, or what? I mean, what? Hmm. Huh. Death metal? I don't know. Olivia I guess she's, every, she's everything you want her to be. Oh, she's like a Chase Sapphire card? Yeah. Huh. She says, I always tried to keep keep it to just the essentials. You know? No, we don't. I don't, I don't know, know either. Oh, she's talking death about... Death metal is she's the talk, She's talking about dropping the F-bombs in her music. Oh. She only does it when she has to. That's uh, what basically what you know what saying. I'd like to let the FCC know that our show yeah we've got a lot in common with she says, uh, Olivia I'm, Rodrigo. I'm not going to try to throw out just a frivolous f bomb. I keep it essential. Anyway, I guess that I guess if you do enough f bombs in your music, you get labeled as a punk rocker. Well, may are they trying to build up a new Avril Lachine? I think so because yeah, you know what I mean. There's some you know got a lot of competition in that space. You got to do something to separate yourself from Selena and uh, Taylor and uh, uh, what are some of the other uh, pop pop stars? Hey, yeah. Selena's been in the Brandy news. Carlisle. I'm, I'm rooting for Selena and Benny uh, Blanco. Yeah. That's a There's win for us uglies. There's something about that girl. It's time for the Rock and Roll News Salute. Then yesterday, I gave the Rock and Roll News salute to everybody that bought a ticket to our sold-out show. You are the super fans. You are the chosen ones. There is a special place in heaven for you. But there's also a special place in heaven for the management. And are you killing these The people? management and staff at the Cat City Comedy Club. I want to give you a salute. You took good care of us last night. Thank you so much. You provided us sustenance. Libations. Hopefully a check that won't bounce. We thank you, Chandy, and all your staff. I have a son that works there part-time, but he was off last night. He was was in the crowd. I might have one of those, too. Thank you. Hey, we had a great night. Thanks for letting us feel like rock stars for once in our lives last night. Thanks for your cheers and your laughter and your encouragement. We'll talk more about the show when we come back here. 
I'm going to stick around, guys. I know you're going to need my help for the rest of the show. Normally, I, I would jump in a limo and head on out to a studio somewhere or something yeah. like that. Or what do you want? You want? You want this or you want no, this right now? You know now? what he wants. No, I want, a, I want T-Rex, baby. Right. You've got to give gong. me a banger after, the, the, after the news. Bang a bong. Hey, gang a bong. Get it on. Well, we can do one of maybe a couple, three recaps of last night. For those of you that weren't there, uh, I don't know if it's something we'll post up or not. Um, we had a great guest. And, of course, Sawyer Stull joined us on stage for I a great bit. Okay. We had a couple of contests on stage and all that. And Matt told some amazing stories. Uh yeah, no, that's what that's what started feeling comfortable. It felt like I, I, thought, I felt like you know what, Matt Bearden. I think twenty twenty four could. You're getting back in the ring. Uh-huh, I'm uh-huh. starting a fifth YouTube channel. Matt's going to probably probably start another show. I wanted to get into start the crowd and just watch comedy show. I will, just watch Matt. I would work on doing stand up again if 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 yeah. Bob commits to his new YouTube channel. And Chewy commits to getting back in the ring and doing another fight. Then Whoa. I would then I would commit to doing another comedy show. But only, only. You don't if mean you it. Guys, I absolutely mean it. But you guys got to commit to doing to doing your big things too. Well, we are, we are. We're gonna we're gonna get it done. Next year is gonna be. If we don't die. It's gonna be a big year. Yeah, I'm gonna try to fit it all in. Right. Because this is pretty much the the end of the prime of my life. Mm-hmm. That's right. So. That's right. The end of the prime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Isn't it like 35, 34, mm-hmm. 33? Mm-hmm. I'm talking about. When you have still kind of the physical, but then you've added the knowledge. Mm. That's the prime. So, Otherwise, obviously, the funnest part is the 25, 24 era. Yeah. Who yeah. cares about the knowledge? You can call that the prime. Knowledge yeah. makes you go, oh, I shouldn't do that anymore. And that ruins the prime. <laughs> but I should do this because it's better. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. When's the prime? Primo. El primo. Don't you go to heaven and you're 33 years old or something? Oh, is that I, you say? Yeah, I don't know. Some people believe that you're resurrected in your your most fit body. I would, say which would mean I would come that back would as an infant. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love people hey, the way they baby come, angels. Those are cute. The way they come up with ideas that are, you know, that I don't know that makes doesn't make sense that you would get to choose the perfect time to come back. You know, your perfect body. I think 28, I was... It's like, that would be nice if you could, but... I was serving up some goods in twenty eight when I was 28. Yeah. So, I don't know. Anyway, I had fun shopping at the Western Wear store yesterday before. I don't know what got into me when I left the show yesterday. I go, I don't even know what I'm going to wear. How did you mosey on into so, the ladies' section? Well, because I needed a silk scarf. They you don't know. have that in the men's? We should tell people, you had an over-the-top black Western shirt, but with this weird white stitching. It was over-the-top. <laughs> It was on sale. Of course. I don't think a lot of people were, were great. It looked it like... Still too much. It looked almost like a Batman costume or something. A but Western was, Batman. That's... Yeah. And and, and then it, you had this long, giant silk scarf that you tied in this cowboy hat. It off, cocked off to the side like Roy Rogers. Didn't he? Isn't that how... Yeah. Something like that. Or you, you looked... Or Malibu Ken. I don't know. And then I had my dad give... My dad had given me that. That was a real Stetson. That's like I would never wear that hat in public because it's a full blown, full size Western cowboy black Stetson or whatever. But I guess my dad back in way back when, I don't know, had to go to some military party or something and had to 
you know, cowboy themed or any. He, he bought a hat. He told me he wore it once. And he asked if, asked me if I wanted it mm. a couple years ago, and I said, "Yeah." Was it like the the box and everything? And it fit me perfect. I guess we have the, exactly the same size head. Does that is that is that heredity? Yeah. Do you have the same size head as your father? Is there is that a thing? Both of them, yeah. And I would I would assume my dad's head was bigger than mine, but it fits perfectly. I had my silk scarf, which I got the ladies' uh, department in Cavenders. Is that the name of it? Yeah. Over on Burnett Road. Yeah, mm-hmm. the greatest I, of all roads. Over by the Dart Bowl. I'm a shepherd. Or the guy. whatever bowl, Highland Lanes. Mm-hmm. And uh, black jeans. And then those boots I was wearing, I got like 40 years ago at a secondhand shop. Dude, the on points Lamar. on those? Yeah. That's a, that's a 1950 boot right there. They told right? me it was from something called the Texas Boot Company, but they weren't based in Texas. They were based in Nashville. Mm-hmm. I don't know if someone wants to do the research on that, but I've been hanging on to those. I remember the day that I bought them. I can't remember the secondhand store up there by airport in in Lamar at mm-hmm. the time. There were a lot of secondhand stores up there. And I just walked in one time, and it said boots on the thing. And I remember putting these on. You know what it... Matt, you know because you wear boots. Sometimes you struggle to put a boot on, or sometimes you put a boot on and it's too loose. But every once in a while, you put on a boot, and gives your you the foot pop. gets sucked into your it. Pop. Yeah. And it, it's and like this vacuum yeah. that just tells you that's it. this is your boot. Yep. And that's exactly the way I felt when I put those on. That little... It was weird. They had stiletto heels on them. I wasn't expecting that, but he walked in them great. Yeah. Do y'all's kids or y'all's woman help y'all take off y'all's boots at home? No. No. Man, what happened? What happened to this country? I don't know. I don't get a... I don't get a... uh, I don't get a martini and a cigar and a smoking jacket when I get home. I asked for a boot jack for Christmas. I don't even know what that is. That's a boot puller? You know where you... Oh, yeah. They've got Put one foot and you go... And they, pull them off. Because, they got them over at Tacovas. I don't well, know. I should give you one with every pair of boots. Man, the one at Tacovas is nice, but it's a little pricey. It's How like, much? They want 100 bucks for a, a boot jack. That's not bad. Oh, you no, know, a boot jack should be you're 25 You're going to use bucks. it the rest of your life. I, I will say, yeah, but, but with this busted up arm, I can't pull my boots anymore. Yeah. So I need something. Insurance. I'll get my son the 3D print you want. A woman? That'll no. pull my boots off? Three, I'll 3D print a, a boot My puller. dad had one because, you know, we live down in the valley. Mm-hmm. And somebody had gotten him one from a cross that was cast iron, black cast iron, but it was a naked woman laying down like this. <laughs> like Hell this. Yeah. So wrong. And so I you, love that. you stepped on the boobies and then you put your heel right there. I love that people think this generation is depraved from all the porn that exists. Right. <laughs> they don't know all the products that are grandpas and uncles. My had. my buddy Miletus has a pair of cufflinks. That he found somewhere. They're custom made, and it is like a dude on top of a woman. Like do it, and then the cufflinks of people doing it. It's like some kind of like you remember that whole like Sagittarius Capricorn. You remember like in the seventies how everyone was into sex, and then a poster of a woman riding a tiger in their Mm -hmm. bedroom or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's from that that style. and they're amazing, dude. These these cufflinks are amazing. If they just shaved and trimmed everything, that'd be a real sexy era. Well, they couldn't. Norelco. Nobody had time. Mm. Also, yeah, nobody had learned to sharpen enough to, to cut up what was happening back then. I don't there think. was oh. no Mach 3s. Oh! Wait, we are, we are way Sorry, over. Man. My it's bad. Okay. We're My bad. bad. Damn, boy. Lean in now for some... Damn, boy. Damn, boy. Thick headlines. Tiny bit behind, but we're here nonetheless. It is time for those Austin area headlines. And uh, 
Our new overlord, Elon Rogan, is uh, running running the scene here. Elon Musk wants to launch a university in Austin. Um, he says he's going to put together a school, first of all, a STEM-focused school, K-12 through in Austin. For gifted people like him? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, he says uh, he wants to call it The Foundation. Uh, he's going to lay out uh, a, a donation of over $100 million to create a STEM-focused uh, kindergarten through high school school in Austin. Like I said, they'll be focusing on uh, uh, STEM. If you don't know what that is, it, you, know, you know what STEM is, don't you? It is the uh, scholastic... Science, technology, mechanics. Ceranosaurus. Yeah. Uh, he says uh, ultimately he wants to move that toward a college as well. And uh, which would be kind of a big deal, have a, a STEM focus. Now, there is another university, you know, the University of Austin is supposed to be opening up in 2024. What? What billionaires it? opening that up? It's actually a bunch of billionaires. Uh, oh. uh, some of them are actually old uh, Musk acolytes. Uh, some hang out with Peter Thiel, that kind of stuff. Those they're, billionaires never get enough of money, do they? They're opening an anti-woke university in town called uh, University of Austin. And its headquarters are actually really, like, basically in West Campus, right across from uh, UT. Oh, yeah. They opened... A couple of years ago, they announced it. Then they announced their first classes, but their first classes were in Dallas, which seemed a bit ironic for the University of Austin. Hmm. Uh, and then I guess they're they're back here now. So it could be have a bunch of new schools. Uh, new schools mean new students. A lot of anti-woke schools. The new students mean uh, more more scooters to run over. So hey. congratulations, Austin. Congratulations. First college that'll probably ban books. Yeah. Uh, he may want to open a university, but the first thing uh, Elon has to contend with is Tesla. We're calling more than 2 million vehicles. Oh, I heard about this. Bob, does this affect you? No, they just do a software update. Well, that's what I, this is the thing that's missing from this. You know that I love to rib Elon. And I have for, I think it's been 10 years now that I've been having fun ribbing e- Elon. But in almost every one of these stories, they make it sound like Teslas are some crap cars that are falling that everybody has to take to the dealer to to get a, something fixed when the they story here just is issue a software update. The story it's here a computer. is that you need to recall two million cars, and not a single person will have to bring their car to the dealership. Right. I that's the that's the future. Look, I I love dogging Elon, right. but this is a story of success, which is they found something wrong and it's a problem, and so to do a recall of more than two million vehicles. It's going to take one night while they just issue a software patch like you do for a phone. And look, credit where credit is due. I don't understand. You know, I I think that the Cybertruck it makes me giggle. I apologize to. The, I know a lot of you out there love wow. them. Bob being one of them. I'm, Bob waiting, and, I'm waiting for my email, Elon. Here's the thing, though. Bob and I get along even though we see the world differently. Even though Bob dresses like an Elon cowboy. I'm an E non-cowboy. You can still get along with people who see the world differently than you. And, uh, yeah, I. this should be – They everybody should be talking about what a success this is. That there can be a recall of 2 million vehicles. This should be what everyone's striving for. Anyway, enough there. Uh, this has been happening more and more in this city. There is a man who has been parading outside of different middle schools in town. Um, carrying a long gun and um, and handguns. Uh, it's happened at Webb Middle School. It's happened at St. Francis School. It happens somewhere else as well. Um, 
Maybe he's protecting everyone? No, he's not protecting anyone. I know what he's doing. We all know what he's doing. You, of course, have to call the police because this day and age, if you see someone approaching a school carrying multiple firearms, you can't not call the police. Right. But the fact is, Texas law makes it quite legal for someone to have the right to open carry a long gun and a and a sidearm mm-hmm. on a sidewalk because a sidewalk is public property, even if it's the sidewalk of a school. Can I take my RPG? Yes. Good. <laughs> and... Um, so it's, but what this person I'm positive, even though I've never spoken to them, what I'm positive they're doing is they're wanting, a, they want you to conf, uh, they want a confrontation. They want you to confront them or they want the cops to come so that they can audit the audit kind of thing and mm-hmm. find out if the cops know the law and stuff like that. So this is, but it's a general smugness because you could do the same thing somewhere else where people's kids aren't, it, there's. There have been very real school shootings in this country. Yes. And uh, if this guy gets shot doing this, who's, whose fault is it? It's not probably his, whoever. Right? No, it's not going to be his. It's going to be whoever shoots him. Because he should walk, be able to walk around and look like a maniac with a bunch and of he guns. Feels with prote- nobody shooting and he, I, I'm not going to say, I was about to say he feels protected by the law. He shouldn't feel, but he is protected by the law. The law protects his right to do so. But most people know if I'm going to do this or I'm going to prove a point, there's other places for my weird protest, which is a weird protest anyway because the law already says you're protected. They're saying, no, but I don't like people's attitudes towards me. And it's a certain level of Mm. smugness, and I bring this up because I think most, I would hope, most responsible gun owners probably hate this kind of stuff because, frankly, it makes all gun owners look like wackadoos. Yeah. Okay. Just Bad carry look. a handgun. Learn how to fight, pussy. Uh, I bring this up for two reasons. One, I think most of you wouldn't, but I know we have a lot of like 18-year-old listeners, young mm-hmm. male listeners. I know sometimes you're going to get a little worked up by the internet, and you're going to be like, yeah, I'm going to go pick a different place than a, than a school. Pick a different place than a school. Yeah. I would also say, Please. hey, it, it's a silly to try to even start a uh, confrontation anyway, because it, what if you're totally right, but you get killed? Do you still feel right? Where's your smugness then? Now you're a martyr. I don't know. But, uh, yeah. And then the other thing I would say is I know a lot of us out there want to protect our kids. And I will say this. uh, You you might want to get out of a car and confront this guy. Hey, you're being an idiot, dude. But I'm telling you right now, you are feeding into what is needed. And the best thing you can do when you – because this dude, I think, is just going to keep doing it to all the schools in the area. I think that's his – going to be his MO because he's now done three schools in like a week and a half. So he's just, you know, once a week he's going to pick a school. He's going to walk around outside, parade around, and be like, what? 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 Yeah, I'm, I'm not, what? I'm not doing anything. If that. I'm a police officer, I might get suspended for a little bit. No, no. I don't, well, I don't hope for that either. I, mean, I, I don't hope for it either, but I mean, what am I supposed to think? Yeah. I feel bad for a police officer, or maybe they're calm as hell and they're cool with it. I don't know. It would put me on edge. Yeah. It is the thing that puts people on edge, and I think especially around the Christmas holidays, putting people on edge on purpose just seems to be kind of a ridiculous move. On behalf of uh, everyone here at... uh, The point's being missed, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, I'm just rolling my eyes, and I'm just saying, hey, everybody. Look out for each other. Look out for each other. Let's do this. Ten best Christmas pop-up bars in the Austin, Texas. Doing a lot of lists today. I like this. Well, we hit a lot of this when we were talking about uh, kind of affordable things to do for Christmas. We hit like the Miracle on Fifth Street at the Eleanor. We talked about that already. And we talked a little bit about Mozart's Coffee Roasters that does that huge light show. You buy tickets. Right, right. Um, 
Everybody knows about La La's Little Nugget, which has been around forever. Uh, but I, I did not know about this. The Lodge at Hotel Van Zant. Do you guys know about that? It's located near the restaurant Geraldine's. It's uh, themed after an Aspen, Colorado cozy skiing scene. The pop-up with South Pole, igloos, heated seats. Is that indoors? This outdoors? one's too much money for me, whatever yeah, it is. I know. It's already costing $30 When you for say drink. too much money, though, I mean... For drinks. The other day, you were begging us to go get a $16 burger with you. That's a that's a meal. So that's how you define what's too much? Sustenance, yeah. I mean... You love these pop-up things, I thought. I do, but it's... I mean, they got to serve me... a burger? Well, I'm sure they have foods there. You know I'm not just a big is alcohol Is it indoors person. or outdoors? But if there was a uh, coquito party... I'm a lot gonna... of it is outdoors. The igloos are available by reservation oh, igloos, Thursdays yeah. through Sundays, 5.30 to 8. The Fairmont Austin's Ugly Sweater Holiday Bar... Um, inside the hotel's Rules and Regs bar is the new Ugly Sweater Holiday Bar, complete with skyline view, deviled eggs, chocolate fondue, mm. pigs in a blanket, cocktails, and more. And that's at the Fairmount, that big new yeah. shiny. Do they supply the sweaters, or do you wear your ugly Christmas sweater? Because I don't have one. Hmm. Do you have an? Do you have a Christmas sweater? No. Not well, a Christmassy one. You, yeah, you don't have a Christmas. I know you have an ugly sweater, though. I've seen you wear it. Oh. Wow. <laughs> I got him good. Yeah, you do. Uh, there's something called Moxie, which is at 25th and Guadalupe. I don't know what Moxie is. Um, the pop-up features the Nightmare Before Christmas theme. Oh, yeah. People go crazy over this one. Yeah, uh, complete with cocktails and dining areas. And then uh, one that I will always, always uh, champion. Uh-huh. Um... Yeah, no, we'll talk about this at the last one. It's an Austin institution. It, I can't believe it survived COVID because they were right on the edge of uh, shutting down. And when they shut down, it is a historical chunk of the city that will be gone. I love to have seen the partnerships that sprung up to keep it open. I love to see a new partnership they have even with Howler Brothers, which is a local clothing shop where Bob and I do a lot of shopping. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got a whole new line of branded gear with Howler Brothers. Don's Depot, the old yep. West bar built out of an old train depot mm-hmm. at 1600 West 5th Street. Don's Depot has been there. D-O-N-N-S has been there forever. And uh, it is a really fun place to go and they decorate every Christmas and it feels good. It feels good going there. And there will be a mix. You will see a lot it's of young... It's not locals only? It's not locals only at all. In fact, you go there on a lot of nights and there's a bunch of like young fraternity kids. There'll be a lot of like... Um, moneyed tech gurus or whatever. Okay. But as the as the evening wears on, there will be a lot more of what you can tell is old school Austin who's been there f- forever. And uh, and then as always at Don's Depot, free popcorn. I used to Man, go there in the seventies. That's where I met Don Pryor. Really? Yeah, back in nineteen seventy. He was making the popcorn? Yeah. Depot's named after him. No, he was that. a drummer. Oh, he used to play right. in a band with his sister he and he used to hair. play Don's he had Depot. Long hair. Yeah. He was a drummer. Damn. For a sister's band. Shout out Don Pryor. Really Shout out like. Don Pryor. Uh, Bob, can you float us a, an Airco? And then, I sure uh, can. Let's chat a little more about last night. I sure can, Airco. You know, they're uh, Lennox premier dealer. Let's talk about it a little bit because when you're looking for the highest standard of HVAC service care, turn to Airco Mechanical Heating, your local Lennox premier dealer. Airco Mechanical Heating and Cooling. Their premier status means that you're working with a company who will deliver expert service and professionalism and exceptional 
customer satisfaction. They don't just say they have high satisfaction among, among customers. They have the reviews to back it up. Now, for a limited time, you're offering, uh, they're offering you, I should say, $1,500 in rebates on a new Linux system for qualified buyers. Make no payments. Incur no interest for six months when financing a new Linux system. Plus, receive up to $3,200 in federal tax credits. Working with Airco Mechanical Heating and Cooling means you've chosen the best in the business. We choose them all the time. Call them today, 454-COOL, or visit them online, aircoaustin.com. Conditions apply. See dealer for details. AC license number TACLA 51950C. Uh, I want to say a special thank you from our show to Taylor Weldon, who came out and joined us last night. Interesting dude. Yeah. He's uh, in my wheelhouse now. I realize that in the middle of it, I realized, oh, there's too much to get into for how short this interview needs to be, and that was uh, my bad on that one. Right. But uh, Taylor has uh, been all around the world, and um, probably his uh, biggest, not his biggest claim to fame, but the biggest project that's taking up the most of his time right now is he is one of the editors at Carryology.com. Carryology.com, if you're a dude out there that is into everyday carry, watches, knives, sunglasses, bandanas, backpacks, Packs, tote bags, uh, flashlights, pens, multi-tools. I can keep going if you guys want to. No, I'm putting them in. I'm following them right now. Well, he came out and joined us last night. He's a product designer as well, and he does a lot of... Uh, I want to be a product designer. I do too, dude. I do too. I'm really kind of envious do... of this dude's life. I want to design something. Well, uh, so much cool stuff, and if you want to go check out Carryology.com, you can see some of the stuff that he does over there with the, with the rest of his team, of course. Uh, I will say this. One of the reasons we had him out last night was to talk to, really, the ladies in the crowd and say, here's what your dudes want for Christmas. Smart. Here's what your dudes want for Christmas. There is a holiday gift guide at Carryology, and the holiday gift guide gifts under $100, and when you look through it, You'll realize that most of the stuff there is stuff that your dudes can use. Your dude does not want a miniature, quote-unquote, executive dartboard. No. 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 Or the little putty thing that, that you putt. Oh, doesn't with the tiny putt. Yeah, doesn't want a little putty green. Putter, no. And I get it. It's hard sometimes to shop for somebody. And that's why we had him out there was to talk to the ladies and say, hey, Here's the deal. And he brought up a really good point, which he said, here's the deal, ladies. A lot of times you might want to ask your man because a lot of men, gearheads and what have you, they've they've done, already done the research. They know exactly what they want. And you might want to surprise them, but you might also go, hey, is there something you really want? What exactly is it? And then don't get a facsimile or something close to it. Just nail it. Get him what you said. And you say, well, I don't, that's no surprise there. Guess what? He doesn't want the surprise. He wants the thing. Mm-hmm. Well, men and women are both hard to... To buy for, and for different reasons, I guess. I don't know. Maybe. Because men don't, I don't know. My wife is really, my wife is really easy to buy for. Oh, she leaves the Amazon list open, the wish list? No, no, she's just, she's just really easy to buy for. She likes a lot of stuff. She's always really, she makes you you feel good when she opens something because she gets really excited. I like that. Yeah. And, um, and so she's, she's actually pretty fun to shop for. Which I, should, I wish I, I should. I really emotion. should start doing it. I guess it makes me sad that I, I wish I showed more emotion when I open gifts. Oh man, this is cool. I, w- I want to burst out and yell, make the other person feel really. I'm good. always disappointed. Come- <laughs> you haven't got one good gift from your family. 
<laughs> so I have to go out and buy myself. But stuff. what do we get you? You already have everything. That unless it was a, tough. No, unless a Tesla truck popped out of no, the, I don't. the gift. Yeah, Christmas we finally are hard for me. I finally sat down with my family a couple of years ago, and we said, "Look, like my my father, my stepmother, and they have everything. They're retired. They're comfortable. Um, anything they want, they've already gotten. You know what I mean? And they're yeah. just like, we don't want to accumulate more." And we were just like, dude, it's so hard to buy for you. And then my my brothers and stuff. And so we just said, hey, how come we're not doing white elephants? Let's just all bring some goofy stuff and do mm-hmm. white elephants because it's really being around each other and laughing and just stealing each other gifts. Yeah. That's the fun part. It's like nobody. So we started doing that. It's a lot more fun. Good, a lot more good. fun at Christmas time. I'm glad that we figured that one out. real self-indulgent on both sides. How's it? You know, I mean, oh, how many asking. gifts can I get? And then what kind of gift am I giving? And it all represents our egos and happiness. I don't know. You find Consumerous out. Have, consumerism you, is. You find out how little your friends and family know about you by the gifts that oh, they give you, right? I, my family, when I go to. Like, there, remember there. when my in laws gave me a bunch of right wing books? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was for indoctrination. Remember, what was the one that I kept joking that about? Was so it was, it was funny. That was funny. That was funny. Oh, I didn't know Rush Limbaugh had an autobiography. I do remember that. My family doesn't know me too. Now, what was the one? They gave me a Kathy Lee Gifford book about. If somebody wants to make you, if somebody something? wants to make you happy at Christmas, I know what they can do for you. Yeah. What can they do? Omega Speedmaster. Yeah. Moonwatch. Yeah. That's I, it. I already told That's my it. family. I'm done. Need, no, I'm I need done. kitchen stuff. Give me good kitchen mm. stuff. And thank you to fans that uh, came out and brought knives and uh, so many, all dude, kinds of different people stuff. People brought us so many gifts last night. It was ridiculous. I know. I embarrassment of riches. I didn't unpack it. I got everything in my doorway last night, and I was like, I'll just unwrap Rita it Rita gave us a ba- that bag of all that like gourmet Thank you. Sauces and foods and stuff. That oh, was from Rita. Perishable. And then Little Hickey brought everybody little gifts last night. Oh, Little Hickey. And then uh, Chan- a uh, Channing Camille brought us stuff. And uh, even I got a little something. Did you get a little something from uh, Kathy the Cat Lady? How good I, was I it to see, to see her, her out it in the audience? It was so great to see her back to normal. Just like nothing happened. Yeah. It's crazy to me. You know... We haven't done this. I want to talk to people. Well, thank you for allowing us to uh, take that mandatory hydration break. Uh, I appreciate that. I haven't done this in a long time. We, we've we've talked. We've done. Sometimes we do the ABCs of me. Today, it's the ABCs of us. Mm. Open phones, 512-834-0937. Um, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. This is what radio guys do when they are, when their brains are fried. Right. But you're going to help us build this show. You can call us right now, 512-834-0937, and ask us, pick somebody in the group. Ask a question. What question has been on your mind all year? We're, you I'll know. answer anything. Yeah. It's the ABCs of us. Hey, where'd you grow up? Well, what kind of, uh, what was your first BMX? What was the BMX you always wanted? And favorite we, sex position. If we can't tell you the truth, we'll, we'll make something up. What's your favorite hot dog? Oh, yeah. What was the favorite hot dog of the year? Butt stuff. Are we doing it tomorrow? It. You'll find that we're surprisingly honest during ABCs of us. Which animal do you find the sexiest? Any question. What's <laughs> What animal do you find the sexiest? Lemur. Really? Mm. The strange thing is, is that I kind of feel like a, like a big old crab is kind of sexy, but I can't explain that. It's all yeah. hard and I pinchy. Know. Like, yeah, I know. going to tweak that? your nipples. I don't know. I don't know. Those pinchers. It walks they, to the side. Like, listen in the sun. I think a, I think a big 
polar bear. Oh. They do look like when there's a polar bear rug Mm -hmm. and there's a woman laying on it. Yeah, maybe that's where I'm getting that. Yeah, that, that is vibe. sexy. I'm getting that vibe. Eight three four zero nine three seven. Ask Smokey something. Wake him up. Hey guys. Oh, no, no. Guess what that. time it is? It's no. ultimate crunch time. Ultimate crunch. Which, that might be down for some lunch. Yeah, I almost feel like we've got a. Why don't I, you get a napkin? Are you just putting those on the? That, are you, know you still drunk? That, dude, I'm so. I I just feel terrible. You just pour Cheetos on the on the floor. <laughs> So, taste, just tastes the same right off of there. Okay. Every time I reach down, carpet hits my fingertips and knocks a little of the cheetle off, and it, it looks good. Looks good for me. What if we told people that if they called in and asked a question, and it was a question that we liked, they could possibly, very possibly, win some Def Leppard and Journey tickets with special guest Steve Miller Band at the Because I, I don't want prize wars asking questions. That's almost too much dad rock at one time. All three of those bands in one show? Yeah, Def Leppard, Journey, and Steve Miller. What do you mean that's too much dad rock? Huh? Now you have to wear your cargo shorts to that one. I don't know. Like, that's a lot. A lot of cell phones on hips. I, uh-huh. want, the par- I want the parking lot to be filled with lawnmowers at that concert. <laughs> uh, let's go to Lupe. Lupe. What's going on? Hey, Matt, I got a question for you. Uh, All right, Lupe, maybe I'll, ha- maybe I'll have an answer. <laughs> it, it's a comedy question, and my take is this, is that just because somebody is a great hang and they're funny at the dinner party or at a bar doesn't mean that they're, they'll, they'll make a good comedian. What do you think? Oh, absolutely. Here's a secret. Yeah. Sometimes somebody who is side-splittingly funny, like you can't even control your laughter, how funny they are on stage, yeah. we won't have them in as a regular guest on the show because they can't Boring. talk. The banter's they, not they the They cannot best, talk and have a conversation. They've honed an yeah, act. Yeah, honed an incredible it. act, and and they'll give you setups, but that's not really the kind of radio we do. So a lot of times we just pass on that. Yeah, uh, and yeah, that's no offense. There's that's no judgment on them as comedians. Also, I will tell you this: there are some comedians who are insanely good on the radio, insanely good on the radio, and I can't sit through ten minutes of their their standup. It's it yeah, doesn't I work for me. You. So. Yeah, you'll be at a dinner party, and somebody, you know, you got a sniper. There's always that sniper. You know, he'll throw a great joke out there and make your belly laugh. But then everybody's like, oh, you should be a comedian. I'm like, no, it's not the same thing. Being well, here's the deal. If, dinner party. if they were at a dinner party and not at a comedy club open mic or at a show, they're, yeah. you know. It's one of those that, if it's your profession, you have to be able to turn on on command and not just yeah. like, oh, this is kind of spur-of-the-moment dinner party or something, you know. Spontaneous, yeah. whatever. I think all those, also those people don't realize how much hard work comedy actually. Yeah. I know I've never been a stand-up, but the ones I yeah, know I work hard at it, and so it's, it's more than just throwing out a one-liner at a dinner party. Which he probably throws out the same one-liner at every dinner party, maybe. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, there are comedians that throw out the same ninety-minute show every that's true too. every uh, that's true every too. night. So yeah, it's a different muscle, it's a different skill, but it, that definitely ha- does happen. And and you just have to develop that though, because I know some people who've been really funny at dinner parties who decided to do stand up. They do it once or twice, and they go, "God, this sucks. This is this yeah. sucks. It feels like I'm hated." Some yeah. people stick through it though, and they eventually learn how that it's a different muscle they got to flex. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, I came to that conclusion. Whenever let's just say there's a certain famous person here that came in town, you know, came to town as a famous podcast, and he's got a group of friends that comes and hangs by, hangs around every once in a while, and and you could tell they're a great hang, and and you know they, they've got personality, 
and I, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm sitting there with my wife. I'm like, these guys, I bet you these guys aren't even funny. I mean, they're fun. They're a great hang, but just watching them on, you know, just listening to the podcast or whatever, you're like, man, these guys are just, you know, hang funny. They're not like comedian funny. And sure enough, I, I go to watch their specials on Netflix or whatever, and they're they're just not funny. Mm-hmm. And I tell, I'll tell, mm-hmm. I tell, my take on it is they're famous. They're not funny, and there's a difference. You well, know, because they're, you know, I think I know who you're talking about too. I and and I'll, 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 I'll kind of defend some of them. And, and here's something I'll tell you too. Anybody's special on Netflix, also remember, a recorded special is different than a live special. And, like, last night, we had a, uh, a younger a younger comedian. She's accomplished in her own rights, but named Candace Medina, who She's came so up and, and did our show last night. And then we said, hey, will you hang with this other bit? And just all to fly, the stuff she was coming up she with. She killed. She's so smart. Spontaneous, yeah. Funny, dirty, all those things. But I don't know how well, you know, like, sometimes in a polished set, I don't think it would show... The height of what she does, which is just being in the moment. And sometimes mm-hmm. comedy, club comedy, dude, it's hard to replace. It's one of the reasons that we always are standing it is that, frankly, when you go see a live stand-up and you're getting, generally you're getting a show that nobody else is ever going to get. They might get the same jokes, but they're not going to get that show. And it's uh, it's kind of a one-off and it's a blast. And, and some comics are absolutely in their element in front of the live audience tearing it up. So. Yeah, I got you. Great question. Ben, you- okay, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Well, I was going to say, are you a good judge of a good comedian as soon as they come up on stage, the way they handle themselves? Like, when you, as soon as they come up, you're just like, okay, this is going to be pretty good, or it's going to be really, really bad. This is going to sound smug. I don't mean it to be. It's just matter of fact. I've been in clubs since uh, 95. Okay. Sick, the max would be 60 seconds it takes before I know whether I'm in or out. And even then, okay. even if I'm really in, I still only might watch three or four minutes of a great comic. Because yeah. I've seen so much, and I'm like, all right, I get what he does, and that's great. Man, I love him, but I'm not going to yeah. watch all one hour. A huge testament is when someone's act gets me to watch the whole damn thing. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm like, and I don't even mean that, I don't. I really don't want it that to sound like a prick. Like, oh, I'm too good for that. I'm not at all. I yeah. miss being able to watch that much comedy. It's just I that when you, I mean, I've seen, you know, when I was in the clubs, I was watching six, seven, eight comedy shows a week. That's eight, nine hours of comedy, plus stuff that was uh, uh, recorded on CD, specials on television. It's so much that you're ingesting, and after a while, you're like, God, it's a lot. You know? You're a musician. How much music music could you watch during the week? And then eventually be like, dude, i got to take a break. Yeah, yeah, I've got a rule. Uh, Whenever I go see a blues band, if the guy comes out in cargo shorts and Crocs, or if he's wearing a fedora, and he goes, hey, we're going to play some blues for you, my take is, no, you're not. Where's the door? Yeah. Yeah. Where's the door? Where's the exit sign? uh... If you see a fedora, I'm out of there. I I get it. Can't can't spell fedora without door. Um, All right. Thank you, brother. We appreciate it. Have a good holiday. (laughs) Appreciate it. That's Uh, funny. Let's head on by to Aaron. Aaron. Yeah. Uh, this one's for Matt. I want to know what you, why you're such a bleeding heart liberal, man. Yeah, I wanted to know the same thing. Uh, I wanted to ask him for years. I don't know. I don't know what to say, my man. man. It's just in my blood, I guess. Is all. <laughs> well, I love y'all. Love the. Thank you, brother. Thank Appreciate you. it. It's a good callback. I do love that day, mostly because it got a little. Matt got a little serious. I was laughing my ass off. Yeah, I just was so. I was, I'm mad. You were perplexed, yeah. I'm mad when someone takes a shot like that and then does the hang-up. It was like, come on, man, at least let's at least, let's at least work through this. Maybe he was joking. I think we were arguing about the economy and that guy's going through it. David. What's up, Big D? Hey, what's up? What's up, gentlemen? Hey. How's it uh, going? I love you guys. I love the show. Also, I haven't been able to call in a long time, but 
want to say congratulations on all the awards. Thank you. We're, we're stacking them. Or we're you. stacking them up, man. You should see. You should see. There's barely even move, room to move around in the studio now. We're gonna need a shelf or something in here. Oh, so I wanted to ask a question of the group. Is it because uh, I, I ran into a problem recently? Is it rude to not say God bless you to people? What What is your opinion on that? I've run. It depends on where you are. I've run into people that were offended. I feel like I don't have the power to say that. Who am I to say that God yeah. should bless you or not? I don't. I don't get that saying. I don't understand kazoon tight because I never pronounced that right. So I don't know what to do. I, I usually say, here's what I usually say: If somebody sneezes really hard at me, you know, I'm like, you better see somebody. Yeah. That should be it's the. Like being, that should be yeah, the response. You need to be yeah. I hope it's you not. Need, a, I hope it's not. See anything. a doctor. It's funny. My wife. My wife gets upset if you don't say bless you after she sneezes. Mm-hmm. And I one day I asked her why because I don't know. She goes, I I really don't know other than it's a man I grew up with, and I feel like if I, if you don't hear it after a sneeze, you feel like you're not you're gonna wanted. go to hell. Like you're no, that you're left out there, that you're lonely, that someone's not your partner. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think sometimes I try to say bless you or whatever. I guess seems like, religious to me. Well, yeah. I mean, what, I'm not a religious guy, so based on the idea that your soul was escaping or something, which is kind of kooky. Maybe you should say, like, if someone sneezes, you should go, Flonase. Flonase. Yeah. Flonase. I acknowledge it. Zyrtec. It is a weird thing to acknowledge, but I guess also it's when somebody sneezes, I don't know what we do. It doesn't bother me at all, like, if a stranger says, God bless you or what. I don't. Just move to a place with less allergens. Here's what I know. If so, even though... Like, I don't necessarily know that I believe the same thing as somebody else when they're saying, God bless you. Well, I don't know what their beliefs are anyway. I, I all, all I feel like they're doing is trying to be polite to me, so I don't get I don't yeah. get angry about it. It's someone just trying it's to like, be... It's like a compulsion. It is a compulsion. That's a great way to put it. Here's though. some ABCs of me. I don't know how to sneeze into my sleeve. And then I... And because of that, I end up grabbing a napkin if I'm at a table or something like that, and I put too much pressure, and then I blow my eardrums out or whatever. Mm. Oh, yeah. I, I just ruptured an eardrum. I can't. This doesn't make... to stifle a sneeze. I don't know why this is so hard. I, I don't have that reflex, that, and Matt can't do you it. you got to turn he... your head. There you go. I sneeze How four is that times not? They've shown videos, and it's still stuff goes everywhere. Oh yeah, That's you can't. A little bit that counts, you know. You got to do what you can. Yeah, you cannot sneeze and not send part particulate everywhere. Yeah, but I do that thing where I grab my nose too hard and then I can't hear for the rest of the dinner. <laughs> you know, I sneeze four times in a row, so you don't have to tell me anything. Next it's, time, it's annoying, I, I, and I wish yeah. it didn't happen. Well, oh, four times. Yeah. Yesterday you did like eighteen, twos, twos, twos yeah. and threes. I've, I've had up to eight. Oh man, bless, I mean, I like bless you, Chewy, multiple times. Like. Literally translated, it means I like hope you're healthy in German. Gesundheit. Uh, I don't. I've tried saying that. It's just it, it's gotten old. That like, seems weird. More open for people. Like I don't. We're when some, now when somebody sneezes, I like to say enjoy twenty five percent off with the code KLBJ at checkout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we gotta we gotta work on that. We need a better. We're just dumb. We're humans are the only dumb ape that keep traditions for no reason that have no. Truth. Hey, man, help us start this up in the new year. Anybody sneezes at a coffee shop or any place you are, you yell out, listen to mornings with Matt and Bob. That's it. <laughs> that's how. That's the new, the new thing that everyone does. 
Okay. Thank Get you, mad man. when no one says it back. All right. <laughs> Thanks, David. All right. I love you. I love you guys. Happy New Year, Merry mm-hmm. Christmas. I love you, David. Dude, get Thank off you. our jocks, man. Yeah. Love them. That's a good question. Uh, That's a good thoughtful question. Five one two eight three four zero nine three seven. We really should ask questions of each other. I know. I want to ask Smokey so many questions. Ask him a I'm, question. I'm afraid of the answer. What's up, man? <laughs> What's your favorite? Who's your favorite? What? Where are you? Musically, uh, like what? Where? Where? What do you? What he do likes you, the MGMTs. What I are you listening to, me, uh, to? I know you're not a classic rock guy. I can see it in your the Maniskins. eyes, and I know even though you're a stoner, I don't see you listening to Fish. He recognized or, the Charlie Boyle or the, Boy I was or the Dead. Where? Where? Where do you I like fall? Fish. I like Give Grateful me, Dead. My morning jacket. Oh, are you? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I like jam bands like that. Oh, you do. You like yeah. the jam bands. I mean, they're very, they're very in the stoner realm. Very so. jammer, yeah. Yeah. Uh, very jammy. Uh, Jay Dilla. Don't know. I, I have to get you a Jay Dilla record, like no, no, no. like a vinyl. You would uh, actually love Jay Dilla because album. it's like I mean, think about it. Bless it's you. like jazz and hip hop together, like kind of. It, it, Jay Dilla's different. It's, Save a, it's, your a, money. it's a different type. I mean, it's not Grey Boy, Stop. but um, Don't you would enjoy like it. I know, but you I mean, I'm just long. saying, I'm just, I know think times are tough. Just give me some good, you know, give me a petty that I don't have or something. You have all the petty. What petty do you not have? I don't think I got Hypnotic Eye. Nobody has that one. No, it's hard to find. Oh. That came out in the age of CD, so you can't find the vinyl very easily. Let's hear from Joyce or her husband. What's up? <laughs> it's her husband. Hey, uh, question for everybody. Um, you know, y'all around music and musicians and have access to a lot of concerts. I guess would be, you've probably been asked this before, but what was your best concert or concerts or, you know, you met someone famous or your idol or, you know, backstage or something like that? Uh, mine's cool short, so I'll go first. When I met Roy Jones Jr. when he came in the studio to promote a boxing event. Oh, that's cool. Uh, and I loved Roy Jones Jr. I literally was watching his highlights every single day mm. during some workouts yeah. and stuff. And then to see him in real did life, I meet him? it was like meeting I Superman. Did. Yeah, I know. It was genuinely like meeting right. Superman yeah, for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Too many for me. You're gonna have to buy. You're gonna have to buy the book when it comes out in 2026. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's too many. Like I've talked a lot about it on the air. I know the morning they didn't play, but the morning I think it was an Austin Film Festival. There was a documentary. The morning that. The live the remaining living members of the Funk Brothers, which were the Motown musicians that played on "Heard It Through the Grapevine," oh wow, ain't no mountain high enough. All the the living guys, Bob Babbitt, the bass player, uh, uh, the the drummers, the they they came in and we talked to them, and it was like these guys had amazing stories, man. And they were the guys that never got credited on the albums. They played the music. Behind Marvin Gaye and Diana Ross and the miracles and all that stuff, they got and they were talking about how they got paid five dollars a five dollars a side wow, in those crazy. days and no credit. Yeah, none of, none of my favorite shows are actually in my favorite genres. Do you know what I mean? They're not even favorite bands. But right, right. In December, and I want to say it was like ninety three or ninety four December. I went to go see. A buddy of mine told me to go see Public Enemy mm. at the back room of all places. Wow. The Black Doom. The back room. Yeah, wow. and, which is not a place where they belonged, right? It didn't make right. sense. Right. And it was oversold as well because I don't know. Realize, I don't think they, anybody realized what was even going on. Mm-hmm. And there were so many bodies in there, and it was so hot 
Man, I and bet that was, was a good show. And there was a temperature difference because outside, it was December, outside it was like 30 degrees. And inside, oh. all the body heat and humidity was causing like a steam in the room and sweat was just dripping off of the oh, ceiling. But not, not human sweat. Mm, it was just... It was oh, just yeah. moisture literally dripping. Yeah. But right when I got there, right when I got there, it was so packed. You couldn't move. And I was like, man, this show is going to kind of suck. And these two dudes who were, they were out of their mind. They were already lit up. show hadn't even started. These two big-ass dudes just started running through the crowd. And for some reason, something on my mind said, get behind them. And I just followed them, and they got all the way to the front row, and then they turned and they left. And when they left, I did the same thing that everybody else did, which was like, what the F? What the F, dudes? <laughs> and I looked at this girl next to me, and I was like, that was so uncalled for. And then I stood, and I my my belly, uh-huh. which I didn't have at the time. I was young, and I was... Yeah. I was against the stage. There was no, you know, when you go to see shows now, there's yeah. a little bit of a barrier or something. They yeah. didn't have any of that. Right, and I have right. a, I have a scar on my finger uh-huh. right now that I'll always have my entire life from where Flavor Flav, I was all excited. Now it's ridiculous. I was a 140 pound skinny white kid Washboard screaming stomach. fight the power, which is yeah, yeah. ridiculous. Ridiculous, but at some point I had my fist in the air and he had rings on and he punched my fist and it split my hand open. Hell yeah. And I was bleeding everywhere. But I lost my shirt in the crowd somewhere and it was 30 some odd degrees. And when the show was over, I remember walking back to the car with some people, but like steam just coming (laughs) off of my body. And it wasn't, it was just an incredible show where I remember just thinking, I don't know if I'll ever have a night like that again in my life. It was so pumped up and fun. And that band was so much fun. And it's it's like when Sister Soldier was still with them and before everything got crazy for. Them. I know that was crazy year, and it was. It's a wow. it's a really fun memory to have, and I think sometimes when I tell a story, people are like, "You're making this up." up. They didn't. There's no way they played the back room. There's no way they played. Is the back that a working room. clock, by the way? Wow. Is it keeping time? Is what a flavor of flaves? Oh yeah, uh, I, I don't I know mean, if it's keeping. Like, you yeah. know, hey, what time is it? <laughs> I what think time out of is it? all y'all shows, that might be the one I'm most jealous of. It and was then you saw nuts, Prince man. at a time that was. I think I saw, two, Prince, I saw Prince two nights in a row on Purple Rain. Those two are the only ones I'd be jealous of. I think. I've uh, seen some pretty great cool, shows. Pretty cool. I've seen Lou Reed. Seen the Clash. Thank you, know, you like Joyce's husband. Oh, the the Clash at the auditorium back in the actually the wasn't the auditorium. It was the. What did they call that building? Now I can't even remember. The Quonset Hut. The Quonset. Uh, what was that called? Coliseum. The, the Austin, Austin Coliseum. Coliseum. Were, uh, we were there, and they were filming the Rock the Cosmos video. Yeah. It hadn't come out yet. We're like, what? What are they doing? Yeah. And like a month later, it comes out on, on MTV. Like, oh, it was a big video. Damn, man, how old are you? I'm 57. Yeah, you don't sound that old. Good for you, man. I've seen some shows, though. Yeah, man. I'm Stevie Ray at Maynard Downs back in '85. I was there. I was there. Oh man. Well, their manager cool. Chesley Milliken. Used to run Maynard Downs. Yeah. And so he, he used to bring bands out there. He dude, brought the Kinks out there. The brought, Grateful uh, Dead. Grateful Dead. Huge Grateful Dead show out at Maynard Downs, I dude. met I met Jerry Garcia and Bob Weir out there. They should do that again, wow. man. They were having Tall lunch. Pantera, Tall Pantera at the back room right before they broke a couple years before. And I mean, that that's was, a that's a place wow. I, that that's a story, and that's where you expect to see Pantera is at a place yeah. like the back room. They're, and they're... Big. All dancing there is crazy. So many fun shows and, and and bands that nobody would even know anymore. I mean, one of the most fun sites. Oh, right. Do you remember a band called Retarded Elf here? I'm trying to use that in context, I think but so. oh yeah. And they were like a weird funk, funk hop band. They were a party band. You know what I mean? They weren't going to go anywhere. They weren't going to necessarily. Mm-hmm. They their shows were so much fun at the old Liberty Lunch. But it, you know, we could sit here old reminisce Liberty forever. Lunch. But oh, yeah. Uh, All right. Saw some reggae, some good reggae there. Oh, well, thanks, Joyce's husband. We got a lot of calls. All right, here man. To get Y'all to. be cool. Rock on, baby. You too, brother. We can't be anything else, my friend.
Uh, let's see. I don't even know who to go to here. Let's go to Cody. Cody. Cody, thanks for helping us by creating content this morning. <laughs> hey, guys. Morning. Um, I just want to know, I guess, uh, from the order smallest to biggest, who is it? Not height. And if you don't want to embarrass yourselves, you could just say the biggest. What do you okay. mean? You mean dong or gut? Yeah. Uh, both. They're both going to affect <laughs> the other. And why are you interested in any of these statistics? You guess it. You know what? You guess it right. We'll tell you. You know? I just want to know every single inch of y'all. Every detail. Wow, we haven't sexy. seen each other's penises yet. I haven't, we haven't measured been in a sauna. while. I haven't got Dude, to take measure out. I haven't seen each other's. Wow. Bob, I think I've lost an inch, honestly, the past I, I've, I'm, I'm Listen, I'm a grower, not a shower. Man. Bob does not get to be Did in the gut. you lose an inch because of your belly grew and you can't see it anymore? No, no, no. It's the fat above the penis. I got to tell you something, dude. Oh, oh. And you can't say that about Bob. Bob is not in the belly club anymore. Bob does not get to be in the belly club. It's unbelievable what kind of shape Bob is in these days. It's disgusting, yeah, actually. Now, huh? It's annoying. and oh, But it's not even the pencil thing. He's cut. He's sinewy and cut in a way that he doesn't deserve to like be. Like Pop. He's got the deep V heading down to it. You need to start getting into CrossFit. You get some jacked, Bob. That's what I told him. He needs to start anyone. lifting. Yeah. Oh, no, I can't. I can't do that. He doesn't like no. it. Slow movement, guys, slow so movement. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I th- I'll put myself last, sir. No, I got the fattest gut. You, you don't. You're heavier than me, but dude, look at you. But like mine grows a lot. That's why got, we call it the Grinch's heart. Dude, you heart. got musculature. But that has nothing to do with your penis size. Oh, penis size? Oh, I'm the biggest in here, no doubt. Yeah. Well, now I'll <laughs> I don't argue. know. I've never seen it. That. Well, now I'll argue. We have not right. shown. I'm already seen fight, Chewy. Though. Let me ask you this, though, dude. What's your name? Cody. Cody. So. Do you hang out with a group of dudes? Yeah, you, have, you have some running buddies, whatever. Yeah, you got, and you, you, do you guys show each other your stuff? Yeah. No, no. Then why no, would I you think that we like would like... Famous. I thought that's what famous people did. You th- oh, okay. <laughs> okay. All right. We okay. do have those right. eyes wide okay. shut parties. <laughs> it's the only way you can get into the Soho Club is to throw some <laughs> dong around. Here's my gut. Here's my dong. Can I come in the door? Thank you, Cody. That's a good question, but unfortunately, Thank we can't answer it. Can't answer it. Thank you. Uh, let's go to Peter really fast. Peter. <laughs> hey, morning, guys. How y'all doing today? Hey, man. I was just uh, so quick to piggyback off Chewy uh, really quick. He was talking about Roy Jones. I, I kind of had the same experience. I went to go one of my last amateur fights here in Austin. I got to fight in front of him in Vegas. Um, well, not here in Austin, but I went to Vegas for his Roy Jones Junior Tournament back in 2018 and got to see him. And, man, seeing him in person is just completely different from watching him in his fights, man. He just has that aura about him. But, anyways, just wanted to ask. I don't know if anybody's asked just yet. I've, I've just started uh, tuning in this morning. What, what's y'all's favorite uh, comedy show y'all been to in the last decade? Oh, decade? Ooh, I would have to go farther decade. back. But, but that's hard, though, man. I've seen some crazy shows. I've seen. I have to really. Think I mean, about I this think one. the best set I ever saw was Dave Attell. That was about twenty years ago at the Cap yeah. C- old Cap City. Yeah. He just crushed one yeah. night. The drunk, usually a drunk or a comedian gets on stage. The the worst, you know, the act the act starts suffering, starts to suffer. But not with. But him. with Dave Attell, the more he drank, the more, and he wasn't like visibly drunk. He wasn't stumbling, but the more he could, you know, you could count the drinks that were being handed to him. He he just got funnier and funnier. He's the and goat, funnier. man. He's the goat. Unbelievable. But I've seen stuff like Steve Martin at the Irwin Center. But oh, he had everybody rolling like in the seventies. Yeah, yeah. Like when have you ever seen like I've never seen anybody do an arena like a fifteen thousand seat 
and crush it? The Attila one, I At the I height believe. of his powers? That was crazy. See, mine is, I don't know. I mean, because I don't know if y'all respect <clears throat> this stand-up, but when he came to Cap City, it just kept, like, you know when you get the, the laugh roll going and you hit yeah. one, you hit two, you hit three, and everyone keeps on going? Yeah. It didn't stop for a while. D.L. Hughley oh, yeah, smashed yeah. it at Cap City one year. And oh. It was like when I was interning here and I went to go see him. It was in, uh, my face was I, hurting. I saw, and I didn't never saw him like that. I saw Seinfeld before he was Seinfeld. Before you know, before the Seinfeld, you know, I saw him at the comedy workshop on Lavaca, right, with like thirty people in the audience. That's wild. I was in the front row. Was he still all polished and everything? No, like, no. I mean, it was just he was just Seinfeld. He was just a stand-up comedian. I think one Fresh of the reasons face. I keep going to clubs, especially even small clubs, is it's hard for me to think to settle on what's the best one. But I will tell you this. I have never seen a show, a stand-up show, at Bass Concert Hall, um, uh, Paramount, uh, what is it, the ACL Theater. I've never seen one of those. They've, they've all been great, but I've never seen one that could rival a fantastic show in a Cap City or a Velveeta no, right, room right, right, right. or a Creek in the Cave. Well, part or of it's Roscoe's the audience. It's the intimacy. Yeah. Part of yeah. it's the audience, too. Like, and I always rave about... It's like about, you're in a friend's group. Some uh, of the best shows I've seen, too, are like, you know when Moon Tower comes to town? Everybody wants to go see the celebrities. And I'll go over and watch the small shows. Yeah. Because, remember, the, the celebrities... Is. They're getting paid ten grand to be at the festival. They're hanging out, and they get to go to festivals all the time. It's mostly for celebrity, is what you're paying right. and going for, right? But do you know who's trying to make something of themselves and, and knows the, the industry and is coming with the A game because they yeah, want yeah. the celebrity to see them. They want the industry to see them. Some of these no name jacks will come out there, and they and you'll watch a line. It'd be four solid comics, and you go. The, I have not laughed. My face hasn't hurt this much, and I can't. Remember. And you'll and it'll be four dudes. Uh, ladies, whatever, for comics you've never seen before, you don't know their name, and they will slug away, and maybe one of them will break out and go on to do other stuff, and the other three will drift away. You'll never see them again, but you go, oh, that was one of the best things I've ever watched. Do you before. know Moon Tower Scout Scouts, or are there some lemons being thrown in there? Are there some? What do you, what, what do you mean? I mean, like they're all killers, like all the small names. Uh, oh, I, yes, and here's what happens a lot of times is well. A lot of times at a festival like that, I hate to, to show you how the cheese is made. The sausage? Is it the cheese or the sausage? sausage. What are we making? Either one. Because you throw a bunch of stuff in Sometimes when you want to get one of the big celebrity names, the manager will say, the only way we're sending you the big A name is you got to take these two, two signees that I'm trying to, to build. Oh, so they say, you gotta, you got to take these two. I see now. And those people can sometimes have a little different hustle than the person who got legit just scouted out of like a club in New York where one of the scouts was like, hey, do you want to go to this festival? We'll fly you there, but we ain't going to pay you jack. And you got to be in a you got to be in a room with eight other dudes. And like, okay, yeah, anything for the opportunity. I, I, anything, I'm hungry. Mm, and yeah. some of those dudes. That was like a party for Cody. Yeah, you stirred yeah, up some memories, party. You stirred up some memories because yeah. I, I think about the rock acts that I've seen because we're in rock radio. But before I was even anywhere close to comedy and knowing Matt Bearden or any of the Comedians are hanging out at the club. I saw some. Un I saw Leno when he was a stand-up. Yeah, I saw. You ever do you remember a guy named Franklin Ajaya? Yeah, or just Ajay. Ajay. Yeah, I saw Richard Belzer open <laughs> yeah. for the Patti Smith group at the Austin Opry House. Jealousy right. Pryor. Uh, I never saw Richard Pryor. Hmm. 
Never saw Rodney Dangerfield, though. I would have liked to see that. I would have loved to see Dangerfield. Yeah, I never though. saw him. Dangerfield was one of my favorites. Those are some of my my favorite memories is watching a developing, like a developing Bill Burr. And, uh, you know, when you yeah. had this thing called Club Cur- Comics Courtesy, when you were a young comic in this town, Cap City was always cool. They'd let you come to watch any show for free. You just couldn't take up a seat if they needed it and stand in the back. And I would go and watch somebody like Bill Burr. He would do seven shows in a week, and I would go to all seven shows. And yet, that's how you learn from, really, you learn about comedy, because you watch a comic moving their jokes around, and you would wonder, why did he just change that joke? Why did he do that? And that's how I learned. But, you know, it's a nice thing to be like, oh, wow, that's a really o- cool opportunity I got to watch Bill Burr work seven shows in a row of an hour in, in, in one city. Um, but the name, you know, what's funny is how many big names you saw when they were, I mean, well, hell, when there were features, yeah. I remember, so... All right, dude. We got to kind of cut that out. Was man. Good. Thanks. Thanks Pretty for shot. taking us down memory lane. Saw Joan Rivers. Yeah, I, saw, I think I saw Patrice at Cap too. Yeah, that was yeah. good. I always caught Patrice. He could crush it. He would walk a room Rest a little bit piece, too. So yeah, I feel that's like what that, I like. I feel like we should name that the Patrice Memorial Chair, the one that the comics sit in. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't think anyone's ever ruled that chair the mm-hmm. way Patrice did. I, we, we love Patrice. Yeah. I mean. He would come in here. He would scare the s out of all of us. We would all have our fingers on the dump button the entire time. He talked about stuff that I 100% disagreed with him on. Mm-hmm. I don't. My favorite is when I disagree with you, but you're so funny I can't help but laugh at it. Does that make sense? He's a little yeah. agitator, though. Like, he almost had a little, I guess, Tim Dillon in him, I think, kind of. Oh, sure. No, I mean, he no, likes... Keep, get, keep his name out of your mouth. Well, you I'm still mad. So mad. Bob's still mad. Because he would Tim come Dillon. in here and try to actually work Bob on stuff. He would work... He would look at the stuff that Bob had around his desk, find out stuff that Bob was into, and then he would just start making fun yeah. of it. And Bob was like, you don't have any respect for me. And he's like, nah, I don't. And then I would laugh my ass off because it was funny. That's why he hadn't been back. When was the last time you saw Tim Dillon on the show? Well, he was in town for a while, and then he got mad at all, so he went back oh, to New York. So right. maybe the next time he's... Where's I don't Brian know. Brian Posehn been, too? As long as... Joe's here. People are coming back down to uh, let's ride do a, that D. Let's do a little better help here if you don't Better mind. help, man. Have you guys heard about Mike Klum on YouTube? Mike Klum. Mike Klum. M-I-K-E-C-L-U-M. Mike Klum. Nope, no idea. I have a couple of uh, videos I want to show you guys that have been packed away for a bit. Let's see if I can get us up on the screen. Mike Sorry Klum. I'm not ready, but I was... Uh, That's all right, man. I was drifting away. That's okay. Give me a beat, boy, and green my soul. I want to get lost in a rock and roll and drift away. Um, here we go. I'm going to oh show my. you a couple of videos that I have from uh, from the video world. We're going to talk about that. We'll get to Mike Clum here in a second, who I'm interested in. I, I think we should watch this documentary. I hate but those do to us. Here, I want to show you, because I, I just want you to see this real quick. Okay, this is... is <laughs> Okay, do you guys know who Sydney Sweeney is? Yeah, I think our generation, our entire generation knows who Sydney Sweeney is. So it's a Sydney, it's, it says Sydney Sweeney, Sydney Sweeney, it looks like a live broadcast and it says, do you have any pets? She's literally getting off of pillows on the couch. She like buries herself in the pillows. Speaking Tank, of burying yourself in pillows. Hold on. Tank. I hate what this does to her. What does this, what does this video of a completely innocent young actress just playing with her dog... What does it do to you? Makes me want a dog. Wait a minute. I missed her. It's her puppy. And those are other puppies. Tink. Okay. So there you go. Okay. Nothing really happens in the video, right? No, not at all. 
Sydney Sweeney is it's one of my favorite videos. Absolutely, now, is a breakout star from Euphoria. Mm-hmm. She's incredible in that. Great actress, um, which is fun too that she's a great actress because she's also, I mean, she's a beautiful woman. The if reason I bring this that. in here, the reason I bring this in here, is not for the video. It's how quickly guys forget they're in public. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I guess you so. got to explain what they say. You mean like, you're on your they, phone they, and you see this video of her, and and then you decide to go to the comments and you decide to comment on it. Okay. Oh no! You? Are there going to be a bunch of older men commenting? <sighs> Baby, you're gorgeous. So I saw this video. It came up in like my for you or whatever. I don't know why. I don't look at this kind of stuff. You're not going to open it. It's going to be Bob commenting, isn't it? But I wanted to look at the comments because it says, do you have any pets? And I was like, I wonder how many comments until somebody mentions, like, I'd like to have those puppies or it looks like you got puppy. You know what I mean? I bet no one mentions pets at all in this comment. So I go to the comment and the first comment that pops up. Are you ready? From a much older guy named Matthew Kolb. Don't call him out. And he writes, top cute. I love your movies. I think you are gorgeous, of course, but most of all, what I enjoy about you, Sydney, is your charismatic, happy personality. <laughs> I hope you're having a great holiday season, and I wish you and your family a safe and happy new year. So what is the internet going to do to this guy? <laughs> Go off on him, but they you know clown what? I think so they hard, shouldn't. Dude. They shouldn't. They clown him, Leave him alone. so hard. The first guy's just like it's the man complimenting. This ain't even her real account. You down horrendously. You're down horrendously. <laughs> it's not her account. It's a Sydney Sweeney fan, fan page. All yeah. they're doing is just reposting her stuff to try to build up followers. I was wondering why there was not a lot of hearts. But dude, they come. They they dog this poor kid hard, right? Because they're just like. Nah, dog, you like boobies. <laughs> Someone writes, now, come on, Matthew. <laughs> it's just, I feel so bad for him because this guy writes, this goes crazy on mute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But people just bitch write a whole poem. I love, I love the Instagram comments more than, tw- I've never been on Twitter, but Instagram comments I think are better. I just feel because that it's guy got that guy got trapped in a moment, and he decided to write like a sweet love letter that was insanely transparent. I admitted, but something. he did it in public. And we have to teach men to protect themselves from their own horniness. The, I, dude, the testosterone will break a brain. It's not even that. I just, I mean, I don't know what what mind frame. And I told this to to. Uh, while we were smoking after the show last night, in front of a cute gal too, because which is embarrassing. But there, there was one night where I mean, I'm a fan of Joe Budden, right? When yeah. he was a rapper a long time ago, now he does a podcaster. And I don't know what I was thinking in my mind. And I don't know if y'all have ever done this either, but it's yeah. real embarrassing. I wrote pretty much a paragraph or two telling him how. How proud I was and thought great he was doing and like he was going to read it. Only time I've ever done that. You, but you I know thirsted, people. I, but you I thirsted know, over Bud. Not on his comment. I've messaged him personally. Like that was gonna make it make it better. Like, I'm I know sure, there's guys I'm sure wishing, his intern appreciated reading it. I know there's guys wishing LeBron good luck this game, bro. Before right. the game that night, but I don't know. Sometimes we get stuff from it'll be from a dude that's really nice. I like seeing yeah, it. Yeah, but it's only like hundreds of people. I feel like I can get to 
Can I say something about those guys? It's that write? likely we're going to see. I it. will say it's likely that we don't write back, or we just do a thumbs up because it's too it's I'm too intimate. It. I don't know how to write back and go, man. Because sometimes somebody will write. You know, you we've all seen it. Yeah. They come to our our inbox where they're yeah. just like. Here's the hard time I was going through. This thing was happening with my uh, my mother and uh, how sad I was. And I would cry every day. But then you guys. And it's such a nice note. And we'll write back something like, bet. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Because yeah. dudes can't just be like, but what, man, I mean, what an awesome moment. And thank you for sharing. We can't be nice that way, can we? But really, what's the difference between me and that guy now, you know? Hmm. Other than I know that that's not Sidney Sweeney. But if there was anyone you were going to write to, I mean... Is the hope that, is the dream that... She responds. She responds. And then you'll have a little rapport going. What are the odds, though? That's like... I mean, do you see this one dude? like playing the lottery. And it sucks because he's... I don't want to say he's getting played. I guess it's voluntarily. But I can't remember which OnlyFans lady met her top fan that spent like... Yeah. Sixty to a hundred thousand dollars this year on her. Isn't this how Travis Kelsey met Taylor Swift? Yeah. I mean, I get it. He's famous, and so, you know, he might get a call back, but... Did this OnlyFans woman sleep with this guy? No, that's the thing. Her name is Ruby Rose, and she met her top OnlyFans supporter who spent 62 k His name is Tesla Dan. <laughs> <laughs> and she met him and just kind of, like, clowned him, too. No, I don't she know. didn't. She clowned him? I mean, I feel like you should, I mean... And it sucks because everyone's making fun of him, too, but he's... I mean, he's got he's got a he's got some good taste, I guess. But sixty two thousand, and you're not you don't even get to sit next to someone. Mm-hmm. You can't even hold the you know, a handhold. Oh god, that's down bad. I'm, I've spent like thirty dollars. Okay, this dude spent sixty two k. He's just out there, and he's just like trying to pick up all the extra hours at his electric electrician job that he can, <laughs> and he's just dumping it all on her. And she's just like, look, this fool. Uh, yeah, and it's real sad because she's what she did after that. I think she shared a bunch of like messages he sent her Aww. that were like, no, really she did sad. Like, why really... would she do? She's not a good person. No, she's not a good person. No, but I don't know. Maybe he learned a lesson, a sixty-two thousand dollar lesson. <laughs> There's one thing that you all know out there, and, and I can't even tell you. We appreciate our female listeners, and we know you're out there because. Well, we know. We saw this week's ratings. Seen you saw we you last saw you night. at the show last night. Mm. Now we mm. tease and we always say, "Hey, no women are listening to this show." And what I like about the women is, that I think they deep down know that we mean well, even though we f up a lot and mm-hmm. we say a bunch of dumb, you know, retrograde, stupid dudes. We stuff, don't mean right? it. Sometimes Maybe. we mean it, and we we just are effing up, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't want to make fun of this lady. I don't at all. Because we could all make the same mistake. It's just funny because she's from a different generation. They sent her to a car show. You may have seen this clip already. I have not. But she, she's at a. Um, I really. You know what's funny is I really thought you couldn't see the clip because I turned the phone over. I forgot that it was on the screen, <laughs> and I didn't realize. That oh, last night it. I tried to talk into a tall boy beer. Uh, on oh, stage. Did you? Yeah. Did you? So she, 
She's been sent by like the local news to go to like a Meekum Auto Show kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. And then to just you know how they yeah. do one of those, they call the them they call them stand ups yeah. where they go and they go let's go out to Janet out at the uh, at the the Belton yeah. Convention Center. And she's Thanks, Bill. Tell I'm here at the Belton Convention Center. Yeah. I just said that. Oh my God! Look at this. This is a this yeah. is this is called a 1957 Chevy, and they kind of tell you, and they and bring out the whole family. It's going to be a great weekend, mm-hmm. right? That's all it is. Yeah. She's walking around a Pontiac Firebird, mm-hmm. Trans Am, and Trans Am, they made a Trans Am, the Trans American, but they also made a specialty version of the of the Trans Am called the Firebird. Mm-hmm. And it was the same way that you would get a car now that has like the, the um, uh, what's that, the King Ranch edition or something mm-hmm. like that, the Harley Davidson, it was, it had extras on mm-hmm. it. And I will say that it was... For a certain sect of American youth and, and male, really, the Firebird was kind of an it vehicle for a while. Mm-hmm. Do you, Bob? Were you even in America when that when that car was out? I had a Firebird. You, it's the first car I ever owned. Were you cool, or you just My had, dad the car? had a Firebird? Mm-hmm. But okay. I don't think I think you don't, I think you got the name wrong. Firebird was a, a different car than what you're talking about. I think is it. Thunderbird. I had a '69. I'm not talking about a, 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 a Pontiac Sunbird. Firebird. No, Firebird. Why is it a different? It's not. It wasn't part of a, tra- a Trans Am. Wasn't mm-hmm. the Firebird? Wasn't a Trans Am? They did a collab after the, tra- the Trans Am was a blown out. So oh, did I get it opposite? Did yeah. I get it backwards? Yeah, you got it backwards a little so bit. So the Trans Am was a the a Firebird was Firebird? the normal car. Now that was big. This one had a 400. Someone had some. I don't know. My dad bought this car when my brother and I were in college, or when I was in college and my brother was in high school. But we were all living in the same house, and we shared that car. It was a sixty. I think it was a sixty-seven Firebird. Please take those breasts off the screen. I can't even hear what y'all are saying. So yeah, sorry. Did you say something? I can't hear you right now. This is it, and this was the color it was in too. That's exactly what we had. Okay. Same wheels. Okay. And but it had a white well, vinyl. So look at me. It had a white vinyl roof. I can't even tease this woman now because I made the same. What was the car that they had? That Smokey and the Bandit was the Trans Am. Right. There was a Formula Firebird, which was under the Trans Am, and there was a Trans Am, which is what Smokey and the Bandit was. That's what the Bandit. And had. that's the one that had the that giant had the big Firebird. Decal, had the decal on the hood. Well, this is you guys get to make fun of me because I no no no. Well, just don't do stand up at a. Uh, at a car, at a car show? show. Okay. I mean, you do. And like I said, we're not making for this woman. She got sent out there, and she's trying her best. It's just funny to listen to her. Okay, you ready? Yes. Let me turn the volume up, and let's be ready because it's going to come in fast. Line up just before they roll on the block, like this 1980 Trans Am Turbo. You got the screaming chicken breathing fire right into that turbo gauge which is so cool because you can see how much turbo you are using while you're driving Whoa. now this one's got Bro. i just love this you got the chicken up you here breathing fire screaming chicken breathing fire into the turbo gauge <laughs> And uh, that one really caught me over the week. And I'll hear it. Now I want to get to what I wanted to talk to you guys about. Go ahead. Mike Klum on YouTube. I haven't watched it yet. And there's all kinds of speculation. Some people are saying it's all a put on. Don't believe any of it. Some people are saying this guy's desperate for attention. And the way he does it is by embellishing his life. I don't care. This is the only clip I've seen of it so far. All right. 
He's talking to a woman about, and she goes, well, why do you think you're undateable? He says, you know, I want to meet a woman. I want to meet a good woman. Mm-hmm. And she uh, she asks him, well, what do, well, she, I think she says, what do you have to offer? Oh. And this is the clip of him talking about what he has to offer, okay? Should be interesting. A little background. Like his, like his Bumble, you know what I mean? He, yeah, you yeah. put your Bumble stuff up there. What are you bringing to the table? And uh, here we go. This is a, a, a scene from a documentary about Mike Klum on YouTube. I did work at a small gaming store back in 2006, 2007. I am disabled, uh, recognized by the state of Arkansas, but also the United States government. There's that. Now, the, the downside of that is I am extremely depressed. So there's some mental health issues that we bring to the table. And then physically, I, I am morbidly obese. I have no references, uh, no work history, and no education. And when you Google my name, you might see rumors that I beat my ex-wife and I am also yeah. a pedophile. should mention I'm also a felon. Okay. Uh, What's the nature of your felony? Aggravated assault. How old is it? About two years. <laughs> two years ago, is that what it <sighs> This is what the dating world is like for women. It's a lot to unpack. Oh, ladies. They had her at felony. How is she still sitting at that table? I don't know the whole situation. I don't know if she's dating. I don't know what it is. I just saw that clip and I was like, what is this? And I started doing some research and I found out that there's this guy. His name is Mike Klum. He has a different handle that he goes by. And I think mm-hmm. the the documentary yes, many is called like, What's Up With Henry yeah. 6888 or something. Wow. But I heard that you can find it by putting in Mike Klum on YouTube. M-I-K-E-C-L-U-M. And... Some people said, I was reading this in the comments, and some people were like, I couldn't do more than 15 minutes of that documentary. Right. It's disgusting and it's depressing. <sighs> and a part of me felt like, well, what if this is the new Christmas movie? Mm-hmm. What if this right. becomes the new Christmas right. classic? If he right. finds love, maybe. That was, that was the onion that just kept revealing itself, didn't it? I can't well, tell. I, I don't know I if work it's real. At, I worked at GameStop, but also... I now I'm disabled and I don't work and also I beat my, I wife. Beat my wife and also <laughs> there's some pedophilia and also you're some gonna felonies. See, you're gonna see a felony. Usually, but I'd love to take I'd love to take you out for all you can eat scrimps or something. <laughs> was Never that ending. A, a date or a dating expert that was helping? Him? I don't know what that was. Speed I don't even Davis know the whole. I don't even know the whole existence. What of if her story was worse? We don't know. We didn't hear it. Maybe they were just matching up, you know. I don't know. I don't know either. Dating's tough out there. It is tough. I don't know how people are doing it. My eyes are on hot. They're on fire. I'm sorry. They're burning right now. I'm sorry. What, is, a, what do you need? Nothing. Just that I you know, maybe slept an hour last night and had that exhaustion. And then I got I to gotta crank out here almost all day with stuff. Oh. We gotta, then, tomorrow um, we got a long day. Oh, I gotta, and I got... I got I have another podcast tonight. I'm doing a year-end show with uh, the C.J. Morgan show. My buddy C.J. is over on 101X. I sit in uh, with those guys uh, every day in the afternoons on 101X. And he, he's, he's got us all going out, and it's going to be fun. It's out at the uh, Bolden Acres, but the North Bolden Acres, which is off a of breaker, I believe. At 5 today? It's like 5 to 7, yeah. I told him I'd come out. You should come out. Come out and have a, come out and have a pizza and a beer with me or something. Mm, okay. 
<laughs> Don't forget to our friend Daniel Kirk, uh, Van, Daniel Van Kirk, DBK. Gonna be a Cap C. He's gonna tonight. be a Cap C tonight. One show only. One just one show. It's not two shows tonight. And then he's out of town. But uh, go see him if you're looking for some comedy tonight. Uh, at Cap City, there's still some tickets left. And while uh, we're Daniel Van Kirk, he's the guy who does the amazing impressions. Like uh, he's just not he's not an impressionist. He's a stand up, but he does every once in a while he'll slip into some Mark Wahlberg or something, and it's pretty good. And while we're pretty, doing pretty good. Uh, announcements uh, tomorrow, yeah, Maximus, I'll be there five to seven p.m. This Come is the see new, me. This is the new place. Yeah. Brand new place, brand new gentleman's club. You need to come out. Come say hello. Maximus. Are we all going tomorrow Bring night? Some Are we all I'd love you? for y'all. I please. They would love for y'all to come it's out. It's the end of the year yeah. for and us. Maybe us. We should all come out and see you because it is it's it, it everybody knows the location. It's the old landing strip. It is the old landing but strip. But it's all new ownership. They've cleaned they I shouldn't use the word clean. They've uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> they've redone the inside. Mm-hmm. So it won't you won't recognize it. Yeah. But that's Maximus. You're gonna do, you're gonna do five to seven on five Friday. Five to seven. Come see me. Start your weekend right. Mm-hmm. Come uh, hop by the Scarface booth. That's where I'm always sitting. And uh, come say hello. Dude, your face isn't that bad. Show some love. Morning, man. Bob, powered by Chewy. Thank you to everyone that came out to our live show last night. It was uh, not only sold out, but uh, with uh, with the uh, they term of the business oversold. They're bringing a couple extra mm-hmm. chairs from upstairs. Oh, wow. Great to see everybody out there, and a really fantastic show. Super thanks to the entire staff at Cap City. Puts up with our listeners. Hey, Puts man. up with us. Who's this guy sitting behind me? I got two guys in here, and they were both very helpful last night. Uh, Smokey, who we saw earlier this morning, oh, I chatted hey, with a bit. What's up, man? And then that guy right next to you was Vidi Oliver. Smoke weed every day. You might remember. Oh, Vidi he just sli- he just slipped in here during the commercial mm-hmm. break. Yeah, okay, he's, hey, wait. welcome. I, he heard they were, he, he he heard you had your pocket unguarded, and he was uh, he was coming <laughs> oh, to check man. it out. Uh, thanks for being there last night, uh, Oliver, and getting us a lot of good footage, man. We appreciate it. Of course. And uh, it's always a good hang. It's always fun watching. And, and it, it, you did great. I, we saw some pictures already. We're very stoked. Um, you you just popped in here real quick, and you started to ask something, and then we said, hey, hey, hey can you hang on a second? I know that you kind of loathe to talk on radio. It's like that's not your thing, but but I do want to ask you, Could you? would you mind repeating the question again, because we you asked the question, we said, "All right, sift us." It sounded genuine too. Yeah, uh, name or name or no name. Oh, name! Absolutely. It's not, it's not right, good without the, the name. Put it out the forefront. Absolutely. Right, so uh, Sawyer, like, love the guy. Sawyer, he's, he's love funny. the guy. He's clever. Right. Um, I had nothing but good things to say about him, like in regards to being on the ESPN show or anything like that. Right. right? So last night, uh, as I'm leaving, I'm saying bye to everyone and whatnot, and uh, he's like by the door, so he's one of the last people I said bye well, to. Wait, before you get into why. Uh-huh. What was the th- you sat down and you said and you asked us a question? Okay. What was that question? Um, oh God, dang it! Um, I asked it. I a- I asked if Sawyer was homeless. Yeah, there you go. Mm. You said is Sawyer homeless? And I said what? Now explain exactly why you're asking. That. Okay, because right. we we need to know the rest of this. So the reason I made the okay. So anyways, um, by the way, the answer is probably uh, at least soon. Okay, we don't, no, don't care. No, don't care. Don't, 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 yeah. You're making it worse. Okay. Um, so I'm walking out, and he like reaches to his pocket, and he's like, "Oh, okay. I was just checking if I still had my pocket." Oh. Jokingly. So, but jokingly. he's but so he's ragging. Well, I like that. He's yeah. he's, he's yeah. coming into the fold and yeah. knowing some of our jokes, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So, um, me, you know, because he's always going to be more clever than I am when it comes to like comebacks, right? He he does comedy for a living. But I I in the moment to what I thought was clever was like, "Oh, I'm surprised they let you in. I didn't know they let the homeless in, right?" Right. And, and okay. he laughed, right? Uh, and then I turned and I'm saying bye to you and whatnot, and I hear him turn to his lady and he says 
oh, it's all right, it's all right. Kind of like trying to like defuse the situation. Oh, you uh, think she got mad at you no, for snake of the comma? I, okay, well, I didn't get because I heard it out of my ear as you were talking, so I couldn't turn around in that moment to like okay. deal with it. Right. But <laughs> I, it's just like it was in that moment where I was like, "Oh, did I throw like a low blow?" Because I, because I, I don't know. His so you went home last night thinking that you Insulted. you call you you called a homeless guy homeless. Yeah, in yeah. front of his lady. Yeah, yeah. It has been weighing on my conscience, okay. man. First of all, you should know your generation. Are you Gen Z? You're below millennial, aren't you? You Gen Z. Yeah, I mean, I'm 95. How, how old are you? Earl! You're like. Earl! Earl! Yeah! I'm 28. 28. Okay. Your generation, you should know, it's unhoused. Right. All right. Thanks, bro. That's the kind of. I don't know if you know that, but we're a super woke show over here. And we yeah, all appreciate I'm sure you it. are. We are okay. sensitive to the unhoused. Secondly, no, he's not. He's not homeless. I mean, unhoused. He just smells that way. But I do love the idea because you he he actually reads as possibly sleeping in a on in the street. No, the only reason I made that comment was because he shows up with like bed hair, you know. But right. I do too. That's the only reason. That's the only reason, you know. But I mean, you know, he also talks about like you know social economic status and things like that. So that's the only reason where I was like, oh god, did I just make like mm. because I like Sawyer. I like Sawyer. Sawyer's a cool dude. He's gonna beat you up. Um, and yeah, it's been. I mean, He's I, super cool for a guy that come on. You don't think he can beat you up? <laughs> you don't think Sawyer can beat you up? Look, man, I'm not saying that I could beat him up. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying I've been fighting competitively since I was eight years old. It's not new. Let's have siblings. Yeah, I was going to say. It. I love it. Y- yelling at your Wait. sister is not exactly fighting competitively. <laughs> Are you throwing right. down right now? <laughs> I think no, you, you, you boxed for a bit, didn't you? Uh, I do uh, Muay Thai, Leith Wei, and Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Ooh. Well. You got to lay on your back for that to work. Uh, that's woke boxing is what that <laughs> is. <isn't> it? <laughs> you got to smoke weed and lay on your back for that one to work. Uh, okay, maybe you can beat him up. No, I didn't say I could. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to know if this is a challenge, if you're slapping not him, at in, all. The, not slapping at him all. in the face with your glasses. Because he's in tomorrow, careless. and we can make this happen, you know? No, I'm fine. I love that. No, he's not. I mean, he lives his life. He, I, I guarantee you, I guarantee you that's a guy who has slept in a front yard more than once. Oh, yeah. And it's a guy who slept in his own car quite a few times. Maybe even last I night. Mean, yeah. Maybe vomit. even last night. And, he, yeah, he's probably woken up in his own vomit. But uh, he does have an apartment that he rents with another comic here in town I know about. But I love, because I've been there, too, when you think, you did. so did you spend all night last night thinking, like, oh, my God, did I... Did, did I step in it? Dude, after I went out and I hung out with the girl, right? We went to go get coffee. Mm. And I was, I, 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 I had to tell her about it. I was like, yo, like, I, I think I need to. I think was I it a up. date or you took a girl no, from our show? She's a friend. Oh, okay. Um, and, um, he says she's just a friend. <laughs> he says he's just a friend. Oh, baby, you. You got, you got what, what I need. What does it take to set up the Sawyer versus Oliver fight? That's what I don't I'm, know. That's all I'm asking. That. Sounds like a tent is all you need. <laughs> a ring. Man, yeah. what if his uh, what if his old lady left him last night because he didn't stand up for himself? Oh, <laughs> didn't stand up for him. Because <laughs> maybe the comment. Wait, how bad would you feel then if his oh, like, dude? No, I felt bad. I felt bad. Like I, I, like I, I, on the way home, I was like, "How can I make it up to this guy?" You feeling bad is what makes it bad. She was probably like, "You hit feeling him, bad hit is him. what makes it worse," because it's like there was some legitimacy to your insult. Well, or I mean, I wouldn't have thought twice because he's a comedian. I feel like he has to have some sort of a thick skin, you know? Right. Um, that's from the sun. It, it, it was, it was, it was the fact that he, he, because that he turned and said, "Oh no, it's all right, it's all right." Where I was like, "Oh." 
she was but like don't did fighting. you ever did you consider the fact that she may have like slapped him and been like that's not a funny joke to to say hey we had to protect his wallet oh yeah oh maybe maybe because okay. she's something you should know about her is she absolutely has her life together uh-huh I don't I'm glad that she found him and loves him because we all adore him right mm-hmm. but you know they're not peas in a pod. Mm. I, okay, well the way you I You know how some uh, girls like a project? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she is really taking on a project, but she's also has her S together. She she might have been like that was rude to Joe and he probably was like, "Oh no, it's all right. It's all right. It's like a it's a running joke or whatever." But maybe she was oh, just yeah, like yeah, maybe yeah, she yeah, walked yeah, out right. and was like, "Oh, so you just saw a guy that was Tino and then made a a, a joke like that at a Latino." And maybe he was like, <laughs> "No, no, no. They had this running joke. There was this album thing and they were teasing about like it could have been that." Yeah, could have been. Yeah. But I love that in your brain you're like, oh snap! I think he really is homeless. We'll never know because no, Sawyer won't not... remember. <laughs> we'll never know, really. I, I think y'all have to fight to settle this whole thing. Chewie, why don't you fight me? If you're, just, you're so you're instigating this, I'll I don't want to get I'll beat up. I'll fight you before I fight Sawyer. I don't want to get beat up. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna leg sweep you, dude? Uh, there's a part of you that thinks I could be scared. <laughs> you all right, man? <laughs> that I could be scared. No. No? No, I think people who brag about their ability to fight are probably not that good at fighting. That's why I'm never like, oh, I can fight that guy. All it takes is one good swing, you're done. I like to see other people fighting. Yeah, everyone does. That's why. That's why I antagonize. Yeah, I know. It's fun to me. Sorry, Sawyer. I'm just waiting for Sawyer to call in. That's all I, I wanted. That's like, all I wanted. Yeah, he's still sleeping in the eye. Look me in the he's eye. Sleeping the he's sleeping the sleep. He's genuinely unhoused. Do you right believe now? that he's awake right now? No, because did I, you see him last night? Yeah. Maybe, you I thought s- maybe he's putting it on, but no, he was really drunk. I'm going to say something amazing right now. Oh, I should. Never mind. I shouldn't. Think of all the podcasts we've done. That's the drunkest I've ever been on stage with somebody. Uh, and that's an amazing thing to say, right? Yeah. He was hammered. But part of it is he drank a ton. We put him on stage and then he drank like what? A gallon of beer in 10 minutes in front of the audience. Doesn't he work as well, like, besides this on Fridays? You know what doesn't work? His liver. That thing has gone on strike. I, I that thing don't. put in its uh, its 14-day notice. It didn't even put in notice, actually. Mm-hmm. I think last night it was just like, I quit. I can't yeah. do this anymore with you, dude. I cannot do this anymore And those were you. huge. That he, mm-hmm. he goes for the big can every time. Hey, leave, uh, you leave his girlfriend out of this, I don't dude. Th- <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you're good, man. Don't worry. It's all fun and yeah, games. It's fun, all love dude. here, you're man. Probably just Let's you're just probably say good. probably good. Yeah, I wouldn't worry. You know, if he wants favor. to fight you, I got your back. God, I hope all you guys right? fight. How about that? I hope you guys fight. You, you didn't suspect that, did you? My bad, Sawyer. It's the question of the day. I got it for you. We are a chunk of time away from being off air. Then we have some work to do here for a bit and then I want to ask you are we going to do are will we try to lunch today or is everyone going home to nap I got a I've got a oh you I've have got a lunch, lunch today a, don't you yeah I feel like a nap my we got four hours of sleep and then I was still like kind of lit and I was like I kind of wanted to stay up and play video games but I woke up in the me. middle of the night sweating okay in that no, like, a burger. But tomorrow, I mean, that, that chef from that place called Pasta Bar invited us to come out and eat lunch. Today, what? But I will yeah, tell right. him. Yeah, I will right. tell him that we are busy. There's no way. There's no way. Pasta bars. You pulled that out of your ass the last second. You would have said something. No way. No one believes you. All right. I'll. You know what? I'll probably just go by myself. I'll go. <laughs> 
I might be down for some lunch. I do need it after staying up. I don't know. Nah, we we don't right. we don't need to look. We don't need to see any more of each other. Good, because I need to nap on the floor. Sawyer texted me back. Said he's whooping some ass tomorrow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. What? He sent a picture of you where he's sleeping in a ditch somewhere. Oh, he pulled out his black belts that say Sawyer stole. Oh my God. What? Yeah. Oh, we got ourselves a Bobby Flay throwdown. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> oh, man. He's a black belt? Black belt with the two, oh, with the the two marks. Stripes. With the two Damn, marks. That's like wax on. That's Bro. wax on and wax off. He's got stripes in these streets. I knew Bro. he was a hockey player. He was, you know, he played hockey in college. A goalie. He was a goalie. Dude. He showed me the pictures, dude. He was legit. I'll tell you what, I did not. He I played not uh, club have, hockey too when he. I did got not out have. Mar- I did not have year, extensive years of martial arts in him. But it does make sense because that's what a martial arts guy looks like when you're <laughs> with that mullet. And he looks that like attitude. he should be teaching. Yeah, more than anything. Yeah. Oh, we got ourselves. We got ourselves a throwdown. <sighs> you think anyone wants a roundhouse kick out of these? God. Caller. Hi guys! <laughs> oh, Kathy. so good to. Hi. Oh my goodness! Well, I just had to call and and thank everybody because I just I'm just dumbfounded by. Did you get a lot of love last night? Likes me. I yeah. did. I did. That's a lot a, that's of our community, man. Love. That's our community. I that's know. the beauty of it. Oh, it is beautiful. It is beautiful for, our, for me anyway. For our newer listeners, uh, Kathy, you might also know as Kathy the Cat Lady. If you're a newer listener, you may not know, recognize the voice because she hasn't called as much lately. She's some uh, longtime caller who we make fun of mercilessly when she calls. Mm-hmm. So rude to her over the years. Mm-hmm. All of her body parts, all of it. Uh, but deep down, we, we love her. Uh, she decided to die earlier this year, and uh, then, <laughs> Come she, back. then she came <laughs> back exactly. to life. And we're exactly. pretty stoked that she decided, decided to, to, to do a round two with all of us. So everyone was really excited <laughs> to see you out last night. Yeah, I, I just, and, and it was a great party, and you guys were really funny on stage, and everything was just perfect. And I just wanted to thank everybody. I just can't, we'd be in a terrible spot right now if it wasn't for that GoFundMe. And you guys pushed it, and... It's really helping pay for these gigantic medical bills. So thank you, everybody, so much. Well, and I, you know what? In the, the little places where you're short, I'm sure you're going to make it up with that OnlyFans account. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Now, I just had to thank everybody. I didn't get a chance to last night. Everybody's cheering me, and I felt like I don't deserve this, but I want to thank everybody, so there you go. <laughs> I think the fact that you recognize you don't deserve it is a really good step forward, mm-hmm. Kathy. No, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> tomorrow, your, it's true. Is tomorrow your last day till when? Well, we'll be in we and out. Have last we don't have a last yeah. day anymore. Now, we're, <laughs> we have some you vacation days coming up over the holidays, but mm-hmm. it, it turns out that none of us are doing the trips we usually do, so we will be popping in and out all during the holidays. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. And you might see us okay. online and doing stuff. We're, we're going to try to stay in your... What's the word I'm oh, looking for? Nice yeah. for us, not so nice for you guys. Well, Bob's <laughs> going to hop on his EV bike and ride from Bee Cave to your house. I'm going to go to every right, listener's right. house. Yeah, and make sweet yeah. love to them. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. Oh, that'll take a while, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't know me. You don't know him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Anyway, so thank you. Thank you, everybody, for every contribution you made. I really, really appreciate it. I can't say it enough. 
That's awesome. Are the cats okay is what we're all worried about. The cats are the cats are good. Good. The cats are good. They're a little little bit neglected, but they were good. Yeah. <laughs> and how's your crotch kitty these days? How's getting all that? the attention it needs? <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. We don't want to talk about that. Oh, okay. well, yeah, maybe we do now. I don't know. <laughs> mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> all, right, Kathy. all right, Kathy. Thank you. We gotta we gotta go. It was really good to it see you. It was great to see you. I yeah. loved it. Never yeah, thought I would say that, but it really was. Mm -hmm. It was, it was great to see her. I hugged her. I let her give me a squeeze. Right. That was that was this and morning when you left. Gifts I gave you. You guys got to find the, the three gifts I gave. I got it. I got it. I, don't, oh. I got. My, I opened mine last night when I got home. I Thank haven't you. opened okay. anything yet. Oh my god! Did I, get one? I haven't opened anything yet. I'll open it all uh, when I get home, either today or, or to, sometimes I'll open everything right. at the end of the the what was considered the broadcast season, which mm -hmm. will be Friday. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Kathy. We'll see you soon, okay? All right. Love you. Bye. Bye. Love you more. Bye. We really do have some Aww. nice listeners. Great They're great. I told you, like, I, Justin called off air. If there's any warriors or community and y'all need anything for Christmas mm -hmm. or you need just anything for life, you know the one thing. Hit that, me up or hit anybody up and we'll we'll all be there. We, I want to keep that community going, the warriors. The one thing we will never experience is being out there. I wish there was some kind of time-space continuum. Or I could be in the audience watching us. Here's the funny thing. You know how this business works. And maybe someday I will. It, 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 January 4th no, is your big but day. it wouldn't be the same. It wouldn't be us I would be watching. It would be, you know, me and Chewie and the new guy. Oh, yeah. See what I did there? See? <laughs> <laughs> we got a break. We got to go. go. All right, we're going to try again tomorrow. We'll be a little less hungover tomorrow. Uh, Oliver Sawyer fight tomorrow. Yeah, yeah we're right. going to we're going to have the date. We're they going to do the thing where they the press conference where they square off. Yeah, we need the. Did you, yeah. hear, did you hear about our secret? Our secret. You know how we always have a sometimes we have a comic in at nine o'clock on Fridays. You hear our, our special guest is tomorrow. Who? We really do have a special guest. Do you know who it is? Mm. Mr. C.J. Morgan will be joining Whoa, us tomorrow. Oh, he's good. Crossing the streams. Bye, everybody.